up guys welcome back to another episode of inside the crazy ant farm oh man we got a good show for you tonight we got a whole bunch of industry news we got top comedians for our top five segment we got a special guest the one and only mr james chin that's gonna be really awesome he's from yale so it's gonna yale. be really fun to talk to him he's a yearly he's a yearly and plus we got box office predictions word of the day billboard chart toppers and just so much more and 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 if they stay long enough, they'll learn how to say crazy ant films in Mandarin. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. right. That's what you Dropping got. Dropping knowledge. Respect. All right. All right. Why are you yelling into the mic? Everywhere else, he'd step away from it. I, lo- I love to yell. He, he likes to be loud. He I is. Do. He is the mouth. Hey, I am the mouth. He's a screamer. I'm a screamer. Oh. Okay. Oh. And next on I, the first. I just assume that. <laughs> the first thing on the industry list is Netflix buying its first ever production studio in Albuquerque. Oh, man. This might be some. Uh, might be a little trouble for our buddies out in Santa Fe. Mm. Uh, this isn't. Yeah. Like you said, Santa Fe. Yeah. Because a lot of Netflix. Netflix's productions, current productions that were being shot in New Mexico, yeah. were at Santa Fe Studios. Is yeah, this their yeah. first ever studio? It is their oh, first ever studio. That's what yeah. it says and right let, here in the headline. It but says there's a lot, first I mean, a lot of stuff production well, shot there. But here's the argument, though. Remember, everybody's always on Netflix about, but they're not a studio. They're yeah. not a studio. They're making movies. They're they're not. A, well, now they are. Now they are. Now they're a studio. Now Net- they have, they have a studio. Netflix, so Netflix Studios. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed the name. Yeah. They just, and look, I mean, the story was pretty interesting because they had just said that they had tripled their investment in uh, LA itself with a brand new tower. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars in LA. And now they're, they've, they say they're going to pump in over a billion dollars into New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the next 10 years. These guys, like it or not, Disney, Warner, all these, all the, they're, they're here to play. Yeah. I mean, they exactly. are a big boy. They're exactly. coming for you. Yeah. I mean, I put my big boy pants on. I mean, let's be <laughs> honest about it. We saw today it was was it Warner Brothers that's coming out with their own streaming service. Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah exactly. they're all trying to compete they're all with come Netflix. out with their own streaming service. Yeah, yeah, and and so while the thing was is that Netflix was so ahead on that, but they lacked in the studio. Now they've now got they it, got and studio. now the other ones were so behind in the streaming, and now they're all coming with yeah. the streaming. So who's, now who's going to catch okay, up? Warner Brothers is coming out with its own streaming service. <laughs> Why are they going to have a DC streaming service? They might as well just have. All their stuff on the Warner streaming service. They're owned by the same company. Yeah, they are. It's point. true. But I mean, it's Warner Media, so I'm yeah. guessing they're going to try to keep that separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just irritating to me. Is like trying to afford enough to watch some great yeah. programming. Well, right. It's been, put, so been a lot of money. It's been down. going in that direction for for you know about a decade now. Uh, yeah. yeah, but Great. to like pay for, let's say, you, you don't have home internet, you have a cell phone, right? and you all watch this great content. Well, you're paying for unlimited internet for that phone, mm-hmm. which is already a lo- load of money, like the cheapest being like uh, Family Mobile or mm-hmm. Straight Talk, and that's like $55, $50 right. a month on whatever tax. And now you have to pay 30 to 40 or $50 to afford all the streaming all shows. All the streaming right. services. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy right now, honestly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, people are just going to completely ditch off cable and have their select few of which streaming services they like the most. Yeah. Right. So, it'll be interesting to see and, what happens. And it's not just your, your normal 
outlets that you think about that are doing it. No. I mean, just to just to kind of look ahead a little bit, Jessica Biel, they just announced, you know, she's coming to a, a ten episode series on Facebook. Yeah. You know, so it I wasn't it, expecting it, that. Yeah, no. I mean wow. Facebook's getting into the game of original series. They've also got a new one coming out with Elizabeth Olsen yeah. um on Facebook and Chris Evans. Remember they, yeah, they announced right. recently Chris Evans. So I mean it it's everybody. Yeah. Everybody Man, I is haven't coming. even opened my Facebook video side. I'm like, yeah. oh I'll get that <laughs> notification away. Yeah. 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 And we all know we all know Apple's got nine or ten in development. So it's like just everybody is coming at it. Yeah. And that's where yeah. That Jessica Bill one, that used to be a podcast, right? A scripted podcast. Exactly. That's really interesting. I that seems to be the new trend now. Yeah. Scripted podcasts. Yeah. Going going back to the days of uh, of radio. Yeah, t- radio. Just make it modern, modernized. Yeah. Just yeah. let everybody podcast. at home know we have no scripts in front of us. Yeah, well, we <laughs> do this not is this. not a scripted <laughs> podcast, <laughs> yeah. bitches. Definitely we have suggestions. Not. We go with these weird suggestions. And now it's time for the news. And now, but yeah, so definitely not. But yeah, uh, based on a podcast, and and uh, I mean, uh, I think it's the future. I mean, like you said, I think you know, inevitably everybody's going to lose cable and everything is going to be streamed. Yeah, I agree. Um, theaters are already digitally beamed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not even, you know, you're not putting it on a platter anymore. It's mm-hmm. not coming on a reel. It's all freaking digital. Yeah. So, well, it I costs mean, too much. The cost of shipping and having the film and all that, and the film breaks too easily, so yeah. you always have to call out replacements and pay yeah. for a brand new reel. And I, honestly, I would not be surprised if soon, much to the chagrin of many of them, that you're going to see the middleman, the distribution, mm-hmm. got disappear yeah i mean why would the studios pay for the distribution company which is a shit chunk of their profit exactly when they can just beam it themselves to wherever they want to exhibit it i mean so with netflix or disney with hulu exactly i mean and they're they're making so much money you can't tell me that they can't you know get the technology to beam it wherever they need to beam it or get it into the theaters however they need to do it so i think distribution companies are the next little part of entertainment that's going to phase out yeah I mean, honestly, better yeah. they sitting between the uh, Netflix and the studio side still, and they're yeah. still usually putting money down in the production, though. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's what rights. I'm saying, though. I think it's all going to go in house. I think okay. you're going to see all of their stuff produced and and made in house, and then distributed by them. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah. I, I cut just out the middleman. Cut out the middleman. Exactly. 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 Well, we talked a little bit about theaters and what hit the theaters this weekend: Venom and A Star Is Born. Venom. Did really well with around eighty million. Who shit! But the better movie, I'm gonna be honest. The better movie, A Star Is Born, only yeah. got around forty-two million. That's pretty awesome. That would normally top the box office, but we know everybody's on this superhero kick, so you exactly. know they all went to Venom. Well, it's exactly. an action movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, always an action movie beats yeah. out the biopic. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was worried. I mean, I'm not gonna go into my review as I had my chance at that, but <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But I mean, uh, I I was thinking that it wasn't going to make a lot of money, and that yeah. there wouldn't be an option for a sequel yeah. based on what I saw. Yeah. But I was wrong, and I apparently yeah made might a shit ha- ton of money and it set might up have a sequel, a sequel as well. Anyway, yeah. it set it up. Yeah. I think a sequel would be better anyway. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we said um, though, but it, it needed to be a rated R sequel, right? Because right. they bring old boy be, along. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like we said in uh, Is It Worth It? Which that's you what can I, check that's out. What I was saying initially is like if they that this was going to be PG thirteen. That character can't be. Yeah, agreed. But right. like, like we said, don't stay. There are two post-credit scenes. 
Don't stay for the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to tell you all about that. Wasn't yeah. worth it. Wasn't <laughs> worth it. But no. the first one definitely sets no. up the sequel. I was waiting. I had to use the bathroom really bad. And I was waiting the whole... And it's like, those are the longest credits I've ever seen. And I'm like... <laughs> they were really spacing that shit and, out, And too. I'm like... I'm I like, agree with I that. finally seen it. I was like, I almost pissed my pants for this. For that? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a whole like three minute clip of that for us so being a like, film company we really should tell people to sit and watch it though oh no yeah. I, I'm not all those credits of all the hard work make sure you go to the bathroom just before, the, <laughs> before the I'm movie. just saying <laughs> it's it's not it has it's nothing not to do no, with it has anything nothing to do with any of that other than yeah so I was, it, I was stayed long enough to see if there was if there was going to be some sort of crossover yeah yeah. then I, just, I realized this is not going anywhere yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. but like JLo said though like the better movie by a landslide and don't i mean i'm a marvel fan from top to bottom yeah. i you know so while this isn't an mcu film venom is associated with marvel and you know i enjoyed it but by far the better film was a star is born Agreed. and like you said 42 million that's normally a huge box office weekend yeah. that's normally a number one take exactly well, venom, um venom wasn't gonna be for and, oscar fair like uh Right, a like star is born anyway. from start to finish is Oscar worthy, yeah, and and, and multiple yeah. Oscars. Well, let me just give it some time. Maybe uh, this week it will show. The That's difference. what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping That's that. Lot, it's like we were saying that last up. week in the podcast, it's like Venom's going to do really well this week. Podcast and then <laughs> drop down. Yes, yeah, I uh, agreed, and I think, uh, yeah, I I think that. A Star Is Born will have longer legs. I agree with that. I, I, I do I, think I, it's going to be that Venom was going to drop off after about a week anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we can't rave enough about A Star Is Born. Yeah. Uh, just everything about it was was fantastic. They've been all over Facebook, all over Twitter. <laughs> you can stuff. catch they our review on that on well, Is It Worth It, it? Yeah. Uh, YouTube channel and our uh, website crazyandfilms.com, where we talk about that one Venom, uh, Simple Favor, and City of Light. I think, Go check it out. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't this like our first episode where like everything was worth it? No. I think everything else was worth it before. Something. Something? Something. Maybe one. But if one we haven't episode, had a lot. Episodes. We haven't had but a yeah, lot of episodes. Oh, the gaffer has like an old man opinion on yeah. things. It's like, <laughs> I don't like this new <laughs> hip stuff. <laughs> 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 Freaking that sounds like me. Hippies. <laughs> hippie stuff. There's hippie stuff. <laughs> but yes, A Star is Born. Definitely go see that one. We'll talk more about it in the box office. But yes, that's definitely a good movie. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, some controversy coming out this week. South Park airs some uh, a child abuse episode with the Catholic League, League of Presidents. Mm. Our president mm. reacts. Something. But yeah, crazy ass episode. Uh, basically making fun of the Catholic with the Catholic religion at where it's happening right what's happening right now uh, all the Catholics priests like raping children and shit like that so it was a crazy episode uh, yeah, anyone just, help me out on yeah, this no no I just <laughs> like I was, you're letting me sink <laughs> I was letting you go um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, it, good. they <laughs> they Thanks, did not hold Thanks. back on the episode. They basically had this missing town priest, yeah. and uh, you know he was on the run because he had known about all the bad stuff I mean, and they, didn't do anything to stop it, kind of a thing. And um, in typical South Park fashion, yeah. they just let it go. I can yeah. see why the Catholics are a little upset. Yeah, I mean, did you see what they did to Isaac Hayes after you left the show? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just you hello, know, children. I'm gonna make sweet love to you. You oh, know. God. <laughs> the 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 thing is though is can you be upset because yeah I, I mean it's true yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. not all Catholic priests not every but guys you know you can't come at South Park because 
I mean, y- you do have problems. You do have things going yeah. on. So, yeah. you know, check with your own Pope. He even acknowledged it and yeah. knows there's some stuff going on, yeah. okay? And while, so, we, while we acknowledge that, we don't want any uh, assassins no. hired by the Vatican to right. come after us. I mean, just, I, I'm just saying, it is a problem. You're the one who's the first target. I'm an ex-Catholic. Yeah. It, I, love it, Jesus. I walked away from the church. That's right. Well, no, I, wor- I, w- I walked away from Catholicism. I didn't walk away from Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Right. And... Yeah. There's been many problems for years. This yeah. stuff is not something new. Yeah. It's been having a huge issue. And then they even got indicted by the Supreme Court oh my goodness. for hiding priests and hiding the problem. And then yeah. it comes back again. They're hiding the problem again. Yeah. Well, I watched uh, The Keepers on Netflix. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that. but I yeah. saw the no, trailer I, for it. it, it it's going to watch like it. Like, I think it was Baltimore. Was it Baltimore, I think? It was either Baltimore. I think it was Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, the diocese up there was covering up a lot of shit about like a nun's murder and like molestation in like yeah. the school. So this is happening a lot. Like it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what though? Let, I mean, let's let's just. I mean, the the Catholic Church is much like a giant corporation. Yeah, if exactly you, when you really, is, I honestly. mean, you, you know, you the the Me Too movement and all this kind abuse is rampant amongst all kinds of industry and corporation, and yeah. the Catholic Church is no different. Among I mean, the richest countries in the world is Vatican City. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, it's it's going to happen, and the I think that the problem is, I mean, I don't think anybody is 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 saying that you know the problem is the cover up. Yeah. yeah, it's not that it's happening. It happens in every industry. It happens on all levels. Right. It's the cover up. Yeah. It's the we're going to pay people off. We're going to keep this quiet. Exactly. Y- you know that that's the problem. It's same thing. It's the same problem in any other industry when studio execs cover it up or exactly. do you know do what a. Let's call it what it is. I mean that the cover up is the problem. The Catholic Church needs to get over that and say exactly we got to we got to put this out there and take care of this shit mm-hmm. and stop trying to hide it. You know because they just don't want to look. I said, bad. Well, yeah. in in every in history, how many times have we got the guy for lying about something, not doing something like Bill Clinton? Yeah. It wasn't that he did something in the Oval Office, it's that he covered up the Lewinsky scandal. Yeah. That he tried to hide and say, no, I didn't have sex with that woman. Right. What is this? Oral, is oral really sex? And yeah. trying to twist right. trying a to lie. It out. We have proof. We have the dress. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and speaking, let's keep along those lines, our favorite uh, Me Too offender. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> Bill yeah. Cosby. Yeah. Apparently not love in prison. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah. No, no so uh, he, his lawyers are basically um, begging for any way possible to get him out of jail, filing all kinds of motions left and right pudding. about it was an unfair trial. It was a discriminatory the trial. Expired. Um, yeah, the 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 term limit on the on the on the on the crime. But the jury expired. pool was biased um, on everything. Yeah, and that it was racist trial and everything they can possibly think of to file a motion on. Yeah. They are filing a motion on to get this man out of jail. Guess what? It's not happening. Not happening. He is not getting out of jail. He's going to serve his three years at least, and he deserves to. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. just stop whining, you know? The, I mean, Do Jesus Christ, shit. Bill, you admitted drugging the women. Exactly. You admitted it, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Move on, bro. <laughs> and look, my stepdad brought up a good point last week. Let's put any other black man in his shoes. I bet he's getting way more than three to ten years. 
Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There are guys in prison right now. You're right, and this is uh, our done less. Oh, we're gonna get a little political again. But oh. this has been a problem since the 70s and 80s, and it's still a problem today. There are black men incarcerated that don't need to be incarcerated. I mean, you've Agreed. got guys serving 15 year prison sentences for getting caught with a dime bag of marijuana. Yeah. yeah. And Bill Cosby's complaining about three for raping exactly tens of uh, uh, you know hundreds of women exactly. over the last you know 40 or 50 years. Like, give me a break, dude. And he's yeah. in he's separated to keep himself not exactly. in a, You think these other people are separated from no. Gen Pop and no. like no, they're oh, probably no. risking their life every day. Well, that pretty much comes from the the, the uh, prison uh, like personally paid privately owned prisons yeah yeah there there is a there's a there's a prison problem in this country yeah. there are people serving people time profiting should, off of it. is she at one of the uh, uh country course prisons one of the more richer he's actually not no, at he's one in of a regular he's in a, yeah he's, he's in a regular because he was a sex offender ah. but he is being separated from the from gen pop well yeah. every sex offender automatically gets protective and yeah and he's in it even a little bit higher elevated yeah uh, protect because of his age and right. health reasons and stuff but i mean come on dude yeah like you said that's an excellent point your dad brought up an excellent point uh there are problems, and there are people yeah. in jail that shouldn't Agreed. be in jail, and this guy deserves to yeah. be in jail. So Honestly. let's focus where the problem really is and not worry about Bill. Exactly. Okay? Bill. Sorry, bro. Fucking Bill. Uh, Bill. Yeah. yeah. America's more, rapist. Yeah. Yeah. More and more shitheads to talk about. R. Kelly. Oh, boy. Is, mm. is, Speaking is, of America's rapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I knew that was going to come up. I knew that. Exactly yeah. Mine. Well, we, I, we haven't really brought it up before, but there's been some accusations of him, like, holding women, like, hostage and shit. Well, his ex-wife just came forward. His ex-wife of, like... 13 years says she was abused multiple times she gives two examples in the article one being that he choked her one time in the back of a hummer when they were leaving a performance or a show or whatever and another time where he literally hogtied her in the bed while he sleeps next to her nothing about peeing huh? nothing about peeing <laughs> nothing well, about yeah urination. i mean and for anybody who didn't get that reference i mean way back in the day i know we got some younger listeners but yeah. anyway he was accused back in the day of having sex with and peeing on a minor, yeah, somebody, yeah. you know, a 13-year-old, and I believe also, it was. And uh, allegedly married Aaliyah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jesus. this guy just, you know, screams winner from top to bottom, doesn't like, he? Like, gracious. I mean... I yeah. think there needs to be an investigation because there's been multiple parents that have come forward and said, I haven't seen my daughter in I don't know how long, and when I do see her, it's very... Like, she's out of it. Yeah. She's very yeah. not herself. So. Exactly. There, and, I and by the way, yeah. just from a legal standpoint, because R. Kelly's defense is always, well, they chose to stay. They yeah. want to stay. They, they made... But, hey, R. Kelly, if you're a minor... You don't have the right to. They can say they want to stay all day long. Right. They're not able to legally make that decision. Exactly. You're holding them against their will. Exactly. Whether they want to be there or not, you're holding them against their will. I think one of his excuses is that he tries to groom them, basically, yeah. into becoming performers. To become performers. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's just bullshit. Huh, that I sounds like no... some guy back in the 60s that groomed a whole family and made them <laughs> oh, murder. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know I just restarted Aquarius, but yeah, that's Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, right. That's 100% exactly. what Charles Manson did was well, I mean, they got plenty of it. Like, Ike Turner did that. Yeah. Uh, I had yeah. no idea to be a successful musician, you had to know how to, like, cook meals for people and have sex with right. them whenever like, they wanted. The Who yeah. knew that that was part of it? <laughs> wow. 
Uh-huh. Rick James liked to have people over his house too. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. Anyway, this the, yeah, I agree. Investigate for long Investigate. periods of time, apparently. Yeah, crazy shit. Crazy shit. And other, just other... Ima- wait, just touch I can't imagine like someone uh, like, she she wanted to be here. She was hogtied. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that yeah. it, it's just well, and today is just an, uh, an industry full yeah, of deadbeat yeah, losers, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Good stuff. Fun. Fun. fun <laughs> Not topics. the fun Franco. Uh, no. Yeah, this one yeah, let's... sucks because I kind of like his performances, you know, how that goes. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you can't look past what he did yeah. or what he didn't do. So, uh, Busy Phillips? Bussy? What? Busy? Yeah, Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips? Okay. Let's call her Bussy. Bussy! <laughs> she just came out and said that Franco physically abused her while on the set of Freaks and Geeks. There was a scene where she improved and hit him in the chest, and he literally freaked out, pushed her down, and said, don't ever touch me again. There, were, The agents were notified, and he was made to apologize. So wait, 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 I guess she hit him in the chest. That's what she said. That's what the article said. But he just Ow, you're her. hurting me. And then Yeah, he but he pushed her down like did yeah. he did pushed he? her down and like yelled at her in front yeah. of everybody like yeah. they were filming. Yeah, apparently grabbed her by the arms yeah, and, like, and like threw, threw her, down. her yeah. to the ground yeah. rather aggressively. Yeah. Um not saying that's right, but you can't just go up and slap somebody. Sometimes well, okay, okay. people might have that space issue and Franco could have been and way over Yeah, he says about he comes it. from an abused home, an abused household, ah. but I mean still, man. Like I mean well, freaking I mean, out is okay. He could have been, "Yo, what the fuck? You yeah, know why you yeah. slap me like that?" But or he didn't have to but he put didn't his have hands to, on her. Yeah, no. I mean there's there's a line and you're no, a no, guy. No. I'm sorry. There's exactly. a line. You got to you got to control. We had that incident way back when we when we shot a film one time dude like we had somebody <laughs> fall off and slap and the actor just rolled with it yeah. like what the fuck yeah and and kept it in the i get freaking out yeah. but you again you're a man that's you're a woman you got it no, no. <laughs> was this in a, what, slap, trafalgar I, I asked her to do yeah. it okay yeah, yeah i think i remember that um, scene but yeah you got yeah. there's a line and you can't so cross it yeah. But and by the way, maybe it'd be more believable for Franco, and everybody would be a little bit more sympathetic. But this is not the first time somebody's no. made these type claims against yeah. him. That but he's a- I will say, coming from that abusive background, it's easy to get back into that mindset and kind of freak out and overreact very PTSD. quickly. Yeah, yeah. PTSD. Yeah, I mean, PTSD is the, that's the problem. Yeah, and like that doesn't advocate he's still wrong for no, doing yeah, it. Agreed. But there is. Uh, there needs a conversation needs to be had yes. because of it. I yeah. agree with that. Completely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, in the end, regardless of the way he was brought up or the things he had to go through or whatever, in the end, you you, you, you make your own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to say I'm That's not socially let unacceptable that. and exactly. unacceptable everywhere. So you just you can't do it, even though you've had a troubled past. And, now and his agents were called, and he was made to apologize. Was that a public apology? Uh, I believe it was uh, like on set in front of everybody. Oh, okay, so it was that type. You're fine. You're fired. <laughs> It'll definitely have to be something that we keep an eye on. Yeah. Because remember, definitely. he got in some shit, what, a couple of years ago with uh, Casey Affleck. Yeah. You know, they were both kind of accused around the same time mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah, going Yeah, when Casey hardcore. Affleck was about to win his, um, uh, was it an Oscar for something? The Golden Globe or Golden Oscar, Globe, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, Brie Larson was like, I'm not even going to, uh, you know, announce him. Yeah. <laughs> she was supposed to give it to him, and she was like, no. Damn. I'm not giving it to him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
isn't the first time controversy has surrounded Franco. It's no. not, and probably won't be the last. <laughs> no, honestly. And let's, I mean, let's be honest about it. This is not going away. Yeah. This movement, it's these not. problems, Mm-mm. it's not going away. Nope. So, so yeah, if you got I, I skeletons think, in your closet, watch out. Yeah, and I think, but uh, you know, uh, I think you had it, JLo. I think that it, a dialogue needs to open, and we yeah. need to talk about it. Yeah. This is something that needs to be talked about. And we've had several guests on our show from the other viewpoint, the other vantage point of it, saying, look, there are women out there that use it, yeah. that take advantage yeah, of yeah, it, and yeah. do, you know. So we've heard, luckily for us, and please go back and listen to our old episodes, you'll, 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 great interviews. It's rampant on both sides, but yeah. until an open dialogue is there and both sides can say, this is what's going on. Right. Here's a nothing's going to change. Exactly. So I mean, it's all about having a dialogue. Exactly. But this is what I'm wondering: since all this is coming out, are we going to have a second chance level? Like if the act, the offending actor goes through, and I'm not saying ones that have committed hundreds and like a Harvey Weinstein right. escalation. I'm talking about an actor who has a few, maybe right. like a James Franco situation. He's had a few. He's abused women. He comes out and allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me, yeah, yeah make sure so we don't get sued. Yeah. But allegedly, yes, we don't want abused James women. Franco's lawyers on the phone. Right. <laughs> but he goes and takes uh, domestic violence rehabilitation. Goes right. through classes. Uh, takes a little bit more of an understanding from a female's approach. Sensitivity and goes sensitivity to training. Well, it's a little bit more than that. Right. right. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. On should that? we give him a second chance out there? Yeah. We're kind of like throwing these actors right underneath the bus and yeah. not wanting to hear from them ever again. And yeah. these are yeah. great actors. Well, here's here's my thing, Chris. I'm with you on that, uh, but I think all of it is moot unless yeah. they acknowledge what they did. Yeah, oh, that's, that's also a big yeah. problem with that's, this movement. That is has that to be the first of, thing, yeah. Right, none of these men or women who yeah. have abused men, none of them are, are uh, with the exception of a couple, right. none of them are acknowledging, yes, I did this. Yeah. So I don't think you can be given a second chance or, or given a chance at redemption yeah. if you never acknowledge exactly. that you did it. You have to admit your flaws yeah. to get past Yeah, them. so I agree with you. I just think unless that happens, though, the answer would be no. You're yeah. not getting a second chance. I'm just chance. wondering would the movement allow it? I, I mm. you would hope, you would hope, but I that's feel part like a goes, lot of time would have to pass. Yeah. yeah, and it goes back to the dialogue. Yeah, maybe if Having they were conversations and him like somebody going to a rally or a speech or something like, look, I did this, but I'm sorry, I'm here for you guys now, and yeah. right, and 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 express, listen, listen. I had this happen to me, or this is the way I was brought up. Right. I come from a different era. I come from a different... Th- exactly. And explain. Doesn't in any way justify it, no. but it gives the other side a chance to understand where at least where from. they're coming from exactly. and why that behavior existed. And again, I think if you're going to give someone forgiveness, you have to understand why that behavior was present to begin with exactly. before you can forgive it. So, And Agreed. that comes back to the dialogue, mm-hmm. I think, you know. So Agreed. very much so, yeah. very much so. Wow, that was deep, y'all. That was, that deep. was, that was deep. That was deep. Yeah. That was good. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Sony. They are pushing back their release date schedules. Man, Sony, Fox, everybody. But this one is due to because of the James Gunn controversy. Uh, his film mm-hmm. Brightburn was supposed to come out in November, but now it's going to come out in May 2019. Yeah, so. and this one's really interesting because you you're starting to see where studios line up because yeah, also while they announced that Sony announced that they were pushing the release date back because of the controversy <laughs> Warner Brothers apparently is like 
Well, hey, yeah. we're we're going to hire James Gunn, yeah. and he's going to write the new Suicide Squad movie, and we're probably going to let him direct it. Yeah. So you're kind of seeing where the studios are all lining up on this James Gunn controversy, yeah, you know, which is really interesting. Yeah, but that was pretty fun- funny. DC was like, oh, they threw away him? Yeah. Threw yeah. him now. I know, right? Yeah, Marvel threw exactly. him away. We'll take him on. And, well, and Batista jumped right on board. He said, yo, I want to be in Suicide Squad. Yeah, who'd you say oh, no. he'd be a great... Uh, uh, Killer Croc. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> because, be uh, you know, everybody kind of misreported at first that it was going to be a sequel but, but it's not like James a, Gunn kind of came out and clarified this is going to be already in the first uh, um, reboot well this is going to be a oh, yeah. retelling or a re-updation of it so it's yeah. not going to be a sequel oh, so it's going to be the same characters uh, we yeah. don't know well I mean okay we yeah. don't know but same u- the same universe one, one thing is certain what, James Gunn is not an idiot. No. And he's not getting rid of Margot Robbie. No. In fact, that's probably Warner Brothers' only stipulation is you're not getting rid of yeah, Margot Robbie she's because stay. she's the perfect Harley Quinn. We don't care what you do with the rest of the characters, exactly. but Harley Quinn is staying. And I'm with that. Hell I'm yeah. like, do not well, replace don't get rid of From Robbie. a person who hasn't seen Suicide Squad, what about Jared Leto's Joker? Joker, yeah. mm. Trash him. Trash. Put him yeah. in the trash. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's, Just do it. Even yeah. when he didn't have a lot of scenes or nah, a lot of nah, scenes got it, cut? It's, it, it, it's weird. Well, it's, according yeah. to, you know, paraphrasing what Jared Leto said, it's like, I guess you don't know how, won't know how good it is unless he dies. That's well, what he said. Out. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's what he said. Speaking yeah, of his words. That. Speaking of though, um, Harley Quinn, because yeah. I just I, I want to get this out there. If you guys missed it, um, the the new Harley Quinn animated series is coming from yeah. uh, the same creators behind yeah. Batman the animated yeah, series exciting. and everything. And Ooh. it's Kaylee Cuoco, and it's going to be R rated. Yeah, and the like teaser it. trailer came out, and it's fucking epic. Yeah, that's right. Penny from uh, Big uh, Bang Penny Bang from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. and okay. so. While Don't Get Rid of Margot Robbie live action, Kaylee Cuoco was the perfect fucking choice yeah. to play her in the animated series. Honestly. And I think this thing is just going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Who's playing Joker? Uh, not sure. I would guess maybe Mark Hamill because they have a little be quick cameo. It wouldn't be epic. Uh, they they My have hands a little... are in the air. I know you can't see it on <laughs> yeah, camera, no. but I'm like, yeah. Uh, in, in the teaser trailer, they have a little quick cameo by Batman, literally like half a second, but it's Kevin Conroy. So I oh. think it's going to be along those lines of the same uh, voice actors. But... I mean, they make fun of the DC movies. They make fun of Deadpool. You can just tell this is going to be epic yeah. from start to finish. Right. So I can't wait. Congrats on that. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Cannot so. wait for that. Yeah, I, I, know, I think all those kids from uh, Big Bang Theory are going to be okay when it yeah. goes off. Honestly. Know? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Maybe uh, old boy will go back to the Connors. Yeah, he's I mean, going back to the Connors. Yeah. He's guaranteed yeah. he's going to be over yeah, there. See, like, or they could just be like the Friends group and never work again. And never work again. $20 million, guys. Wait, wait, everybody. wait, wait. The Friends group didn't work everybody, again? Everybody from Friends is currently still making $20 million a year from the residuals from syndication. But yeah. they're still working. But they don't have to. Exactly. $20 million. And the Big I mean, Bang gang has a better deal yeah than exactly that. that's what so you there's saying. no telling and i wonder um get. because of the funko pops the friends funko pops just yeah. came out recently mm. oh. so i wonder how much might money they used i don't know that might they might have to renegotiate because i know that there were several shows that had those deals like that for syndication and stuff yeah that did not include merchandise oh shit See, big bang's got merchandise yeah. yeah so that's the way to go now yeah you know even even uh, yeah. uh um Robert Downey Jr. was like, "No, I want in on uh, yeah. the merchandising of Avengers." Of also, Hell yeah. you know that that's that's where it goes. What, I wonder how much Ryan Reynolds has for Deadpool because there is a ton of that was Deadpool term, everything. Yeah, that was the terms of Jack Nicholson's deal to play j- deal to play the Joker. Was, yeah, uh, was I mean, merchant, bat, not just because it was the 50th anniversary of Batman that year. 
and it wasn't just movie merchandising. He wanted Batman merchandising. Right, yeah. right. Well, okay, <laughs> and, and so... We got it, too. <laughs> we kind of, to bring this, wrap it back around to James Gunn. Uh, I'm kind of excited about this, because from looking past the ridiculous tweets, <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our old shows. Yes. Um, looking past that, he has proven to be a brilliant director, and right. he's proven to be a brilliant director with ensemble groups of weird quirky characters so i can't think of a better guy to take over the freaking suicide squad yeah i mean i think Honestly. it's uh, what he's gonna do with it will be exciting yeah, but will they be serious about what, what the tone of suicide Squad? okay granted it could be somewhat comedic but it are they are villains there's no there's only one it, it should it should be like an r-rated right <laughs> oh, yeah, it should, it should be definitely oh, yeah. r-rated <laughs> yeah. and uh, really the only question left to ask is who will Sean Gunn and Michael Roker play? Because they're guaranteed yeah, to be in somewhere. it. Like they're, they're going to be in it yeah. somewhere. So who are they going to play? Hell yeah. <laughs> so, the well, real the question. Did they the pick question. anybody Boomerang. yet for Guardians to take over for James Gunn's position? They have not announced that yet, but I think if I... if It's looking like uh, Thor director. Yeah. That's uh, uh he's from New Zealand. What? I cannot think of yeah. his name. Yeah. Waikiki. Yeah, Waikiki yeah. something. Yeah. But I would love his quirky. He has a really quirky sense too. Yeah. And he puts himself in there yeah. and several yeah. uh actors. I wonder right. if uh we could do a remake of the Waikiki Do You Love Me? Waikiki Do, do you, you Love Me? And we could have the the Guardians cast. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Wakita something Taiku. Right? Oh there my gosh. Go. Yes. But so yeah, um and you know, see cuz I'm the king of transition here speaking of uh Roker, yeah. let's just go right into a sad, you know, kind of sad Bring it Roker. Um Bring it down. Yeah, uh Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. Uh who played Herschel on The Walking Dead, yep. uh Maggie's dad, um passed away. Uh, 76. Yep. Um, yeah, and the you know the the Walking Dead. Uh, you know we've had Jason Warner Smith on the show. Um, and 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 James Chen is today. Um, so we'll you know, but they're a family, and they were all hit Seriously. pretty hard. And it was crazy because if you guys aren't familiar with what's going on in the current season, they're kind of doing flashback type things from all of the different seasons as yeah. a way to say goodbye to Rick, I guess, in the storyline. And they had announced at New York Comic Con that that Herschel was coming back. Yeah. And literally it was like 20 minutes after they had announced that Herschel was going to be on season nine, they found out that he had passed. Mm. So um, the, the family took it kind of hard and, yeah. uh, you know, lots of tributes and everything. But um, yeah, that's too bad because Herschel was uh, the guy who played Herschel. Uh, it just everybody loved him. They, they had so much respect for him. Yeah. And uh, I got the opportunity to see him at uh, Walker Stalker Con and John Bernthal especially just could not stop praising him. Yeah. Like right. what an impeccable actor he was and what just a human being, yeah. an impeccable human That's being epic. he was. So clearly a loss. And, then, you know, he's been in the heat of the night way back with Sidney Poitier and everything. Just a brilliant career. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah. I seen it. Yeah. yeah. So um, rest in peace. You yeah, know, seriously. Um, you know, big loss. Yeah, and, big and, loss. You know, we're gonna miss him. Yeah, not we, the only loss. Not no, the only. We have one. another loss. Oh, here. just to clarify, his name was uh, his name is Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. That's the name of the guy that. That's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, director for Guardians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going back to that one. No. Scott Wilson is yeah. not. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying I was. Right. We got his name wrong. I just. Wanted yeah. To yeah. Okay. And then Audrey Wells. Audrey Wells. Yeah, the screenwriter who adapted the. Angie Thomas novel, The Hate You Give, for the big screen. She died of cancer Thursday right before uh, the limited release of the film was released. So that is a real shame because that movie looks so powerful. It looks, yeah, I think this movie is going to do really well. Yeah. And um, 
unfortunate. Apparently had been battling cancer for a while. Yeah. Lost the battle and um rest in peace, Miss yeah, Wells. Seriously. Because uh I think I think her film it'll be nice posthumously, I mm-hmm. think, because I think the film is gonna do really, really well. Yeah. And so much That opens wide uh the nineteenth, I believe. The weekend of the nineteenth. Um yeah. so yeah, it just you know it it's a lot, sad. losing a lot of good people. Yeah, man. a lot losing of good lot people of good with people. a lot of big things coming up recently, honestly, and just more names to be at the Oscars. Yeah, don't forget anybody. Yeah, right. Like, they forget oh a lot. They of forget oh, a lot of people. Yeah, they really do. Or decide to put people in you probably shouldn't. Yeah, put in. you're like what? And yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I've been liking um the, the YouTube channel Looper. I think it's called. Yeah, they've I been doing great uh, memorials. They do like uh, cool. two videos a year. They do um up in like August. They do stars that passed away, and then they do an additional video. And every year they've been doing really touching little tributes, really showing off everything of the actor and talking about the actor. Yeah, or actress. Yeah. So we know. So, as of late, let's bring it back up a little bit. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's bring it back up. Hot um, the women's movement. Yes. Okay. Women led film directors. So, a couple weeks back, or a couple months back, actually, we had talked about Doctor Who being replaced by a woman. Yeah. And wasn't a popular decision amongst everybody, but apparently. But Doctor Who isn't. isn't it was. Um, to be a man. No, it's. We've talked about it, and and but. Apparently, it was the right decision because it 8.2 million viewers and a 40% share uh, in the first episode with Jodie Whittaker taking over. Uh, It was a huge rating success. Um, We'll have to see whether that drops off a little bit. It could have been just a lot of people tuning in to check out a female Doctor Who. But huge congrats. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think, I think. And on the other side of that, you know, did you see the producer for James Bond said, absolutely not, no way, never will James Bond be a woman. I saw that. I'm like, why, why? dude? Why? <laughs> I did not like, understand. Uh, yeah. Because it's going to become black, and it's going to be played by, uh, oh, man, I Ibris, forgot his name. I, uh, Ibris, <laughs> Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Yeah. Or Henry Cavill. Or Henry Cavill. That's the latest rumor yeah. now, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Okay, so, yeah, I can see him, but. Totally see him doing Hell yeah. that. So, Hell yeah. And speaking of females. Females. You want to take this one? No, go ahead. Riverdale. Riverdale. Riverdale announced two females to the cast. Uh, Going to be joining the cast. Yeah. Huh? Gina Gershon as Jughead's mom and Trinity Lincolns as his uh, little sister. Yeah. Trinity first role. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Gina Gershon, I mean, well known amongst anybody who watches films and television. Yeah. She's, she's been around a while. It's and pretty awesome because freaking, uh, sorry to cut you off, the white boy Rick, the that main kid was a first. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool to see like the, all these kids out, getting, yeah, it came out. Like, oh, yeah. It's oh, wait. It was, out, it was out when we were in. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, fantastic. And, and, yeah. Too. Oh, you saw it? Oh, yeah. I gotta see that. Uh, freaking, it's just awesome that all these young actors, aspiring actors, really to yeah. get all these chances. Yeah, so. getting uh, getting opportunities on big. Sh- yeah, I think it's great casting. Yeah, honestly, I think it's gonna be like really good. Yeah. Um. Seriously though. So and then you know, kind of on the flip side of that, we got a lot of people leaving. It's true. We know we especially uh, shameless. Yeah, shameless. Emmy Rossum's already you know announced that she's leaving the show. Yeah. And uh, now it's not going to be much of a show left. Then yeah, that's no. what he was saying. Yeah, now Cameron Monaghan is leaving. So yeah. that's I the mean, dude from Joker, right? The, yeah. He's, he's Joker currently playing Joker on Gotham. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's been he's everywhere. Yeah. So that's probably why it's probably more focused on the Joker role. Well, but it's ending too. This is its last season. Yeah. So huh. um, interesting. But he is. He has started to take off. He's yeah. kind of like everywhere right now. And makes sense. You've got um, the the youngest sister. 
is on the Connors. Yeah. So uh, right. as Darlene's daughter, yeah. so they're all kind of just kind of going. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think I mean, this is probably going to trigger a wrap up. I mean, I think so. Gonna, it's going to start just doing a wrap up. I mean, of I mean, Bill Macy can't carry the show. He's kind of the. He's kind of like what. He's not exactly the star, but he's. Kind of Isn't like, he oh, the he's the largest they he's, probably, he's, yeah. he's like he's the catalyst. Yeah, of yeah. but I mean, like, I and I love the show. I'm a huge fan of the show. I thought it's been brilliantly done its entire run, but it has kind of just like run its course. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, how how much further are they going to be? They have to turn into terrorists themselves to <laughs> make it any more shocking. Well, the yeah. the British ver the the, uh, the it's the British. British version. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was British, British or Irish. Or Our version is supposed to be exactly taken from the British. I know, it's like, but that's been gone for a while now. I'm yeah. sure. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, how much further can they go? Yeah. The first, if the original exactly. didn't last. It's way surpassed the original. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. So yeah, probably you guys are probably right. Probably just wrapping it up. Well, that's okay. So, yeah. You know, that's I mean, okay. every great show run. has its run. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a long run. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a successful run. So. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now let's switch it over to a little bit of, to music. Um, Nirvana, at least. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, Mike, dude, you're gonna phone, scratch your desk. Phone drop. <laughs> Phone the mouth drop. just dropped his phone. That's right. Nirvana is talking about a reunion tour with Joan Jett. Not okay with this. He's not okay with this. We've had this discussion on the show He's before about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Dennis DeYoung and Sticks, and like we, we can go over and over and over again. I love Nirvana. I love Joan Jett. Yeah. Joan Jett is Joan Jett. Nirvana is Nirvana. And yeah. You can't replace Kurt Cobain. Like the one tour, I understand. They needed to get through that tour. Right. But right. no. Even having nah. her come and perform with them at their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame. Okay. Yeah. But don't go on tour no. and say it's a reunion tour because it's, it's not. not. It's it's not. Come and on, don't Dave. do don't do this. Come on, Dave. Don't do this. Come on, Dave. Exactly. Girl. Come on. Don't do don't this. Do it. Yeah, but what's Chris Just Noah Selleck been doing? Chilling, having a, a family life. Well, he was raking trying to be a politician, the... but that didn't really work out. Yeah, for exactly. Him too well. Listen, just enjoy your family. Yeah. Nah. Just bring just bring Joan on tour. Yeah. Don't exactly. you don't 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 just bring her on tour with the Foo Fighters, bro, yeah. and just let exactly. that be that. Just You've done that in the past. Just do that. Exactly. Hey, we Dustin, don't need David going to be over here in New Orleans uh, in February. Why don't you just right, a couple days after Valentine's Day go down? There, I will. You go tell him. I will. Tell. I will. I, I'm just saying we don't we don't need this. No, we don't. He's going to pick it outside the concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm against this. But so. yes, and also there's been some yeah. some talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees this year: Devo, Janet Jackson, Stevie Nicks, Radiohead, LL Cool J, Def Leppard, Rage Against the Machine, and a few more. But, yeah, I'm yeah. excited about these. Yeah, there's honestly. some there's some awesome uh, nom- potential nominees. Here. Yeah, seriously, I I have I think it should be changed to the Music Hall of Fame instead of the Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame because yeah. you're inducting like rappers in there, and yeah. I feel yeah. like that's kind of disrespectful, especially like trying to I think the uh, like argument, balance everything. I've heard the argument that they've made in for, is that it all spawned out of rock and roll. I mean, well. Now, I feel like blues really, and you jazz do it, you, started yeah, first. If you really want to say it, you don't even have to say blues. It's a heart and soul rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I that's the argument right. I've heard made. That yeah. It all yeah. pretty much came was born out of rock yeah. and roll. I think anyway. rock and roll was more born out of all the other it, That's genres, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there needs to be a conversation to be had to change it to, Just to the music, music hall, hall of fame. Hall of fame. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And yeah. but I am, like I said, though, I am excited about a couple of these, uh, especially Stevie Nicks. Yeah, we know that Stevie Nicks is already in there for Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but this is for her solo career. There you go. Uh, to be put in as a solo artist, Hell which yeah. hands down should be. Hell She's yeah. one of the most iconic voices in music history in the yeah. last generation. So Hell yeah. Um, and come on. Ladies love Cool J. Okay. <laughs> Ladies love Cool J. Yeah, what love cool if James. you do induct Rage Against the Machines? What are they going to do is like stand up on the speakers and start having a problem with the establishment <laughs> yeah. again? <laughs> yes. I don't well, like Well, I'm system. sure you can expect the speech uh, that, that's going to be pretty heavily uh, political. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Tom's going to get up there. He's oh, going to yeah. have something to say about so, Soapbox is not going to be high enough. Donald or something. Uh, well, and somebody. Def Leppard, I mean... Yeah, I mean, how can you if you're gonna continue to call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, got a really have, bad joke. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in were you gonna make a one arm joke? No, uh, I was oh. gonna say give him a hand. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, now I wasn't gonna say he it. deserves it. He I deserves it. I know. I brought it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I set you up for failure. And he okay deserves it. it. <laughs> it's true. And I'm okay with Jan Jackson going in. Yeah, I mean, she had a a very successful solo Definitely. career. Um. So yeah, Man, I'm bravo okay. to yeah. you guys. It's a good. It's a good class. Yeah. Now who they whittle it down to to actually, and I'm sure one of these will do like they did last year with uh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, one of these will be a fan pick that goes in That'd based cool. on who the fans pick. So yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, gonna yeah. be interesting. All right, now it's time for this week's guest. This week we have the one and only Mr. James Chen. You might have seen him on things like The Amazing Spider-Man, Iron Fist, The Walking Dead, Seven Seconds, just a whole bunch of stuff, man. It's gonna be so cool to talk to him about his career and what it's like in the entertainment industry. And he came from Yale of all places. Yale, he's an Ivy League. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> so yeah. epic. So yeah. I can't. I'm excited, man. Gotta, gotta put on the brain cap, man. I know. Yeah, get, get ready for him. Um, I'm excited though, and I'm I, I mean I'm gonna ask him some some things about you know Marvel, and he's probably gonna tell me he can't tell me. Yeah, because you know how they it's are; true. they're like so it's ridiculously true. secretive. They'd be like, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you, kind yeah. of a thing. Just they don't they don't the like the only one spoilers. who gets away with it is the uh, uh, kid for Spider Man. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna try though. Uh, he's the only Tom one. Who's like, they stopped Tom giving Holland. him scripts. Yeah, they stopped actually giving him stuff. So yeah. um, anyway, yeah. I'm excited about this. He should be calling in like any second. Now. Awesome, awesome. All right, here he is. Hi, is this James? It, it is. Thanks. Sorry, you're hearing my GPS talk to us. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're fine, man. Hey, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. We appreciate having you on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Great to be here. It's so it's so crazy. It is <laughs> crazy. It is so oh, crazy. Just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's go, baby. There you go. <laughs> All right, he's already cool. Right, yeah. uh, I'm just gonna say it right from the start. I'm a huge geek. Uh, this Dustin speaking to you right now. Uh, huge geek. Up, and um, so I'm Walking Dead and the Marvel Universe. Yeah, you, already mm-hmm. like I have so many things to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, I've been a Law and Order fan since I can't even remember when, so we've got to talk about that. And then excited about FBI with uh, you know staying with Dick Wolf and everything. So we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, there's everybody's here today, so we got Jason, Logan, Emily, Tavia, and Soundman Chris with us. So we just we kind of go around and just it's very conversational, man. We just kind of start talking and kind of you know lead into some things, and we just no set format of questions or anything. We just like to keep it really loose and crazy. <laughs> so. Okay, cool. Loose and crazy. And what about, <laughs> how, how about Ant Farmy? Well, of sure, Ant Farmy, you know, no <laughs> problem. Course. We can totally do that. <laughs> Once awesome. you come in, you might never be able to escape. Yeah, though, exactly. Telling you, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so the first thing that jumped out at us uh, definitely is Yale. So, oh, what's up? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. <laughs> Yale, Ivy Leaguer. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how, how did you do, is acting something you always kind of wanted to do? Did you know from a young age, or how did it all come about, and how does Yale play into it? Uh, good question. Um, you got to say it like, Yale. Yeah. Wow, we were that talking was, about Yeah, that was before we called. We were all doing our Yale impressions. Yeah. <laughs> my then, grandfather was a Yale. You have to a mime a pipe or something. That's right. right. That's right. So, I'm actually have a no pipe. No matter right how now. you say it, you just can't try to you can't you can't cut through that pretentiousness. <laughs> we had a wine glasses in our hands pushing the wine around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking my favorite <laughs> cognac right now. That's right, that's right. Right. Um, no, it's a good question. I, um, well, I I grew up like a big nerd uh, in Long Island, and I was super studious. And like, my folks are immigrants from Asia, and so uh, it was all about academics and like being like the doctor and lawyer that I could be. Ah, <laughs> and, yes. uh, I see. Right, and um, I always had an interest in movies. Growing up, like I loved going to the movies, loved watching TV, loved cartoons. Um, I think I always had an amazing imagination. Um, I loved to draw, but uh, it really wasn't until I got to college that I had a chance to really explore this curiosity I had for acting. Like I had never acted before that. Um, it, I mean, if you don't count the second grade play. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, right, which yeah, I guess we all have that. I, I, um, I, I, dude, I put away the tights in second grade a long time ago. Right, right there with it's you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great I Peter just, Pan. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just love the idea of like a like a seven year old's tights hanging in your closet. <laughs> 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 hey, we told you it was crazy. Okay, yeah. don't judge. <laughs> right, never, never. He showed us. Um, uh, so yeah, so, so I managed. I'm in undergrad, and I'm like. I decided to take an acting class. Uh, I, I was uh, I was on this biochemistry uh, track back then, and I was like, oh god, I gotta, I can't just do this biochem stuff. So I took this acting class, and I loved it. And then I took another one, and I loved that. And then, you know, as a non-major, I there were no more classes left for me to take, so I had to go to the theater in downtown Philly and take classes there. And um, once I took all those classes, I was like, well, shoot, let me let me just I just like auditioned for extracurricular theater shows at school. I got an agent locally. It was a booking local commercials and industrials and stuff. And so, like, instead of studying for midterms, I was like mapping out a three step transportation, like subway to bus to taxi <laughs> Hell so yeah. to this industrial shoot. Right. Yeah. And like. I would skip organic chemistry lab to write and direct this play I was making oh, for wow. the Chinese Students Association. Um, and I, I graduated eventually with an econ degree and immediately got a job as a busboy. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, why not? Right? My dad was like, James, your mother and I have been married for over 30 years. This is the hardest time of our marriage. Oh. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Wow. Yeah, no pressure. Um... <laughs> And and but so like my first year out of school, I was like, okay, let me let me do this full time for a year, see if it's something that I can imagine myself doing for the rest of my life. Right. And and it was, I loved it. I, I stayed local in Philly, acting and auditioning and working there. It's a wonderful theater town. It's all theater, by the way. Yeah. And um, and I knew you know at the time Meryl Streep was like 
my girl. She was like my <laughs> actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, River Runs Through It. River Wild. Yeah, yeah. That's my girl. And so I was like, well, where did she go to school? Oh, she went to Yale. So I did all the research and I went up there. I visited. I talked to students and teachers, um, saw some shows. I also checked out like Juilliard and NYU, but Yale was my first choice. And um, I was very lucky that I, in, in Philly, I was connected to a, a wonderful acting actor and acting teacher and director named Andrew Borthwick Leslie, who I credit to getting me into Yale just through like preparation, audition yeah. preparation. Um, and so yeah, I auditioned and I got in and um, three years of pain, torture, and agony later. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of Stella Artois. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I okay, I got to ask, though, what, how, did the parents rebound with Yale? Were they like, <laughs> yeah. ah, okay, okay, yeah. James I R. see what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. Um, there's, like, this joke, like these jokes on the, amongst the Asian community where it's, like, they, it's they all. They, they, it's all about like what can they brag to their friends about? Yeah. So <laughs> even even though it was Yale, uh, even even though it was acting, the fact that it was Yale it was like okay. And <laughs> at the very least, like I could teach because I had an MFA. Right. So there you if go. The shit, if the shit really hit the fan, like you know, there I you could go. do it exactly. that. Exactly. Nothing against teachers, but just like as far as. Uh, feeding myself um, right, right. and um, yeah so I'm very very grateful my folks have done a full 180 they're very supportive <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't expect that honestly but yeah. it, it took about uh, yeah like 10 years and so but yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're, they're, they're with it they're with the program awesome yeah, it kind of it kind of went like um, what 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 the hell are you doing to like it was a great idea I'm glad we thought of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Meryl Street. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I owe it all we always knew you were going to succeed at this. That's right. That's right. I took all from all of that that Meryl Street made him go to Yale. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Meryl Street. Like, yeah, just, That's a really I you I do not mention that enough. You're right. I should say that more. You should. You yeah, should. And may, maybe Meryl will agree. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys never come know. On the show together next time. We'll have a big long talk. Yeah, about it. definitely. I didn't know that Meryl Street oh, was yeah, a recruiter sure. for what Yale. Are you doing next weekend, I'll, uh, I'll bring her by. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She's a Yale recruiter. That's interesting, though. That's and you know it's funny that you the Philly because. I wouldn't guess that a lot of people would realize that Philly has such a large theater community. I didn't and, know and, that. And yeah. I, I, I personally, yeah, I didn't know. And I think we were all just kind of listening to you say that. Go, wow, Philly? Really? Yeah. So that's interesting. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd i have to agree with you. You know, I, um, I'm from, I was born and raised in Long Island. I cut in a, in a, a bubble, but like, you know, a healthy suburban bubble, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't. I only went to New York like a handful of times growing up, and when I went to Philly, that was like one of my first times ever. And like you, I, I just didn't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I just was very lucky to to have stumbled into that town. It's very. Um, it's obviously much smaller, but it's a very well knit, supportive, talented community of artists. A lot of different. Like there's, there's dance and there's experimental theater, but there's also you know what you might consider a more traditional, like, uh, playhouses sorts mm -hmm. of things. Um, great. You know, a lot of, a lot of great little, um, theater, uh, uh, companies there. Right. So, right. 
I recommend it. I recommend it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think yeah. sometimes that's the best way to go is the small, tight-knit community. To, I, I think, you know, to launch... I, I don't know. You just need a support system, especially in this industry. So I think that type of a community is probably a good way to get started. Yeah, I... Um, just like another little thought that you reminded me of is like, I remember when I graduated, I, I had basically a decision. I could either stay in Philly and, um, like audition and work in acting in the, in theater in Philly, or I could go to New York. And I remember at the time thinking, I don't really have, I don't really understand or know New York very well. I feel like I'd waste a year just like figuring it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I probably would just get lost in the shuffle and turned around because it's just it's just a madhouse. Um, so I, it was one of the reasons I decided to stay in Philly was because I knew it. It was manageable. Right. Um, from what I could tell, it had a very supportive, uh, kind of fertile theater acting community. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So I decided to, to do that. Yeah, that's. So it really kind of ties in with what James Dumont said in our in our interview with him about how you can start in your own town and get established there, and then move on to like a bigger pond and right. to other projects when you're noticed and when people are are noticing you from afar. Right. Exactly. In your own be, town. Be a, be a small fish in a small pond before you graduate into right. bigger. Yeah. Pond. Right. And then right. so so what made the transition to New York? Because yeah, another one of our guests had a really good point too about we you come you get to this level where like when you're at the top of the game, the head of the class, it's time to move on yeah because you know it's time to, yeah. to, to grow further or learn so when did, and i'm guessing the next progression was new york and and that's kind of where you made the jump there to theater and we all know eventually the you know the dick wolf juggernaut that is law and order yeah um so i mean where, where did that progression come and how did that happen so it happened after yale uh, <laughs> i <laughs> i uh so it's like a three-year conservatory program. At the end of it, there's what's called like a showcase. So mm-hmm. everyone in the graduating class, there was um, 15 of us. We each did uh, like two contrasting scenes. One, one uh, like each of us uh, made about a show of about 45 minutes or so. We did it once in New York, uh, once in Los Angeles. Um, and I think like, and then after you do that there, you kind of get, uh, like a sheet from the administrator about which which uh, casting directors and agencies and managers who attended that showcase are interested in oh. taking a meeting and discussing representation. Oh, really and cool. I remember, right? Yeah, and I, I remember specifically going to meet an agent in LA, and uh, she's like, great, uh, wow, we pretty much by and large across the board, everyone hated that Yale showcase. I was like, oh, <laughs> <shit."> <laughs> oh man. Damn. And I, I, got, I mean, I was just coming out of three years of immersion in theater, and right. I was like, "How dare you! <laughs> you don't understand art." And, um, but I, uh, you know, now you know, as a god, almost ten years later, having lived in LA and done a decent amount of TV, like I get it. Like we, yeah, we were doing like kind of classic and contemporary theater scenes that right. just didn't have like. Yeah, like that commercial whip and pop right. that I think the TV industry of LA is accustomed to. Mm. So, um, so our our class as a whole didn't get a great response from LA, but but we did get uh, pretty much by and large across the board. All of us had like a really great response from reps in New York. So all signs seemed to be pointing there, and me and 
probably like 90, 95% of my class, we all went from New Haven to New York. And um, that, yeah, they would just kind of, you know, hit the ground, hit the ground running. Well, not really. We kind <laughs> of really. started over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we had, each, we, had, we had each other. Yeah. There you go. Again, though, you, you know, at making, least you weren't alone. Yeah, making right. the jump with somebody, with yeah. the community, and and so that, right. yeah, that's fantastic. Now, did it start? Did you did you kind of gravitate to theater there first, or were you? I mean, how, how, were you looking for other avenues other than theater, or? I I was the plan at the time was to basically do do both balance both as much as possible um i definitely was hungry to do a professional theater production after doing it in school for so many years mm-hmm. um but I, you know i was obviously also like super excited to do tv and film and um i uh it was just an interesting learning curve to audition and work in tv and film and just for the camera in general after after three years of like learning your instrument for the theater right it it's like i remember i had a teacher at yale who um it was our camera teacher and she's like well you guys already know how to act so i'm not this is not really an acting course i'm just here to like introduce you to other maybe technical concepts about the camera and maybe like film and tv scripts and we're like cool and i guess it's like that's true on in one respect but the more i began to i guess like understand tv and do tv and like take classes in tv and audition and work on different tv and film material the more i was like it it is also kind of like a different art form depending on how you want to look at it yeah so um all that to say is uh yeah i did i did a lot a lot a decent amount of like small off off broadway theater in new york while i figured out how to audition competently for tv uh, that makes sense yeah absolutely. I, I still think that a lot of people underestimate how much work i mean i've said it before how much work and how difficult it is to really be a working actor in, in any kind of medium um and that people think that you can just you know oh you can act you can go on tv and you can go on the stage and they don't comprehend how different and unique and uh, challenging each each area is on its own. Two completely different animals. Yeah, yeah. Like I think people don't realize that sometimes because it looks easy because the actors are good and they make it look easy. <laughs> right. No, that's so true. I, I remember um, James Lipton was being interviewed by Larry King back in '09 or something like that, and uh, Lipton was telling Larry, like, "Yeah, you know, people see these great actors on TV and they're like, oh, it's so easy. They're just like walking and talking, but it's just like you said. It's like it's the great ones are the ones that make it look effortless. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think, you know, a camera class, that's interesting because, I, I mean, I think a lot of our listeners, you know, they're new or they're trying to break into the industry and they don't know a lot <clears> of the <throat> stuff. And so it's because, uh, you know, you don't just when the camera's on, you don't just walk and talk and do and do like no, I think like your teacher said, if you can act, you're acting, you've got skill and talent. But it also requires being able to hit a mark on the floor right. that you're supposed to yeah. stop at, you know, where the camera needs to be and and the blocking of the scene. And, and there's yeah. so much more that goes into it that I think on the technical side that people just don't understand yeah. that, that, you know, as an actor, you also have to learn yeah. to be able to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, precisely. Uh, uh, like one of the, I remember, I mean, even to this day, right? Like, uh, I feel like I'm reminding myself or keeping in the back of my head how 
it's like when we're doing theater, are you guys, I feel like you guys have like a background in the, in theater or acting in the arts uh, as well. We, yeah, we, 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 most of us around here, uh, we're involved in the entertainment industry and have a background in either or. We've, we've come up uh, in different stages and different, either working in film or working in theater or not. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember like uh, just making this distinction because like in theater, like, you know, you're sitting in like anywhere from like a 200 seat black box to like a 1,000 seat Broadway house, 1,000 plus. Like the stage is that proscenium, like that whatever, 50, 100 foot wide proscenium and tall. And so that's what people look at. Right. But like, I guess when you're, looking at the camera or the screen that the camera cap projects it's like the same idea but the proscenium if it's a especially if it's like a close-up it could be from like your right ear to your left ear right Mm -hmm. so if there's so if that's true then i think it's like the same principles it's just on a different scale so uh you, you the i think the actor has to be more mindful of extraneous movement for yeah. one and on top of that that every movement communicates something so if it's not specific it it's just it becomes muddy very quickly hmm. that's a really interesting it is well how, i mean that, and, and, yeah. and when you when you say the proscenium is pretty much could be a close-up or anything like that you, there's things you can do on a close-up on a screen and you can't and then you can on stage that you could basically emote and and uh show make make a whole scene with your face without saying a word you can't exactly. do on stage right yes <laughs> or 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 maybe the equivalent on stage would be using your full body right, right. Full body gesture mm-hmm. or right. a gesture that is visible uh to a crowd in the co- in the yeah. context of you being in a picture frame that's a hundred feet gotcha. wide yeah yeah, yeah. So was that a difficult transition? Did you find that you had to tone down the physical performance when you started making the transition to film and television that you didn't have to be so over the top with the physical now that you're off yeah. the stage? Yeah, was it was that 100%. a difficult process or Um I I want to say yes. I kind of feel like I'm one of those people that it's like sometimes I have beginner's luck. In, yeah. in the short term, I feel like I have beginner's luck, but in the long term, I feel like I just like struggle and slog and mess up and trip and like, <laughs> oh, fall man. down and yeah, and like have to figure it out and bang my head against the wall to get better. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, so, so yes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, I feel like I understood the principle, but it took me a year plus to really like. <laughs> embody it right yeah right well and that's life right we all gotta fall down hit yeah, our heads and exactly. mess up i mean that, that's how that's life <laughs> and, and we're all our own worst right. critics anyway exactly, yeah exactly see for me i think i'd have a really hard time i, I guess i kind of always uh, if i was going to do anything it would be theater because i talk really loud and i use my hands a lot <laughs> so i feel like if i was trying to do tv they'd be like stop moving your hands yeah. calm down you right. know Great I, for I, musicals I, exactly so much you know Belting respect for the tunes. people who are able to do it in that kind of a medium because i'd have no no problems, you know, screaming on 
stage, but I, I'd have all kinds of problems just stopping to move my hands on, on film. Right? So, you know, that makes me think of uh, my question I wanted to ask you. Clearly, you love to act and you love all, everything about it. But if you had to choose just one medium to do for the rest of your life, either film, TV, stage, something, what do you think is your absolute favorite, even though I know you love them all? Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, no, that, you only that ask the tough question, questions. And I, I think about it often just because I, I don't do as much theater these days, and it like it, I feel sad because of that. Um, yeah. But I would probably do film, honestly. Okay. Because, wow. yeah, if you if – you, if you put a proverbial gun to my head, um, <laughs> because I, <laughs> um, I think we'll get to Walking Dead later. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing proverbial uh, about no, it. No. <laughs> no. I, I think it's because um, it it can impact more people. Uh, okay. And and thereby make a bigger impact in the world. Yeah. Um, I agree. But that's, that's not to say that like I haven't had transcendent experiences in the theater with like in, like com- incredible artists because you know like a film they say is a director's medium mm-hmm. which i think is probably true uh and therefore the actor even though brilliant like is still it's still not the film is the work it's like the actors doing their job within the greater work of the film directors i guess you could say yeah but i guess with the- with theater it feels more like once the curtain goes up, it's like that actor is, they say theater is the actor's medium and that the actor is basically not in charge of the show. They're still like, you know, trying to uh, uh, like fulfill an agreement of the rehearsal process. But, um, you know, it's like it's dependent on the actor's organic timing and real thoughts and all those things, which is like a obviously a very different experience. Right. Um, it's almost like you're watch you're like watching more of a virtuoso in the theater? I always looked at uh, theater as opposed to uh, fil- screen or film or anything. Is th- theater is, is definitely like working out. It's yes. It's 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 an it's like an exercise. It's, you're basically exercising, and you're strengthening it through through theater, and you could do it in any medium at that point. But I mean. It's not the same animal, but well, I like I like how you described it as the difference between film and theater as a director's medium or an actor's medium, right. and, and and I like that analogy because I feel like on stage where you said you know, uh, uh, and I like your terminology of a contract with the rehearsal, but as much as the right. director guides you through the rehearsals and has a vision for what he wants to see you do on the screen, I, I have to agree with you that I think it's more of an actor's medium because you have a live audience. Right. And an and actor on stage, no matter how much he's going to re- tries to resist, is going to react to the audience. And if he needs to adapt that performance based on the feedback he's immediately getting from the audience, I feel like that's all actor and not director. So, I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from with more of an actor's medium that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally true. I guess, actually, the other point that... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know who that was. That uh, uh, Dustin. Or okay. to uh, Jason at, with the uh, exercising. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think about that all the time, and I think it's totally true that theater is so much more of an athletic experience because for just like the voice alone for example right, right? Yeah. like on tv and film you have a microphone that's like at your collarbone right. and, so and, and in theater inflection the, like, is important yeah. yeah and like you can you can talk so 
I don't want to, I don't want to use these like gross terms of like low, but like <laughs> you, you can. That's disgusting. You, 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 <laughs> you can you get can it low. Call. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What was that? I was like, I said, that's disgusting, but I was joking. Go ahead. Oh yeah. No, it's, <laughs> just get out of here. Um, uh, no, yeah. It's like you could talk so low. It could almost be like artificially low, like right. lower than you would in real life. Uh, and that would be completely appropriate for like a close up or something. But, um, but yeah, to, to generate the amount of energy vocally uh, to fill a house, even if you're mic'd, because it's like your the your vocal energy has to that comes from a full body physical place. Um, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's like it requires your like uh, the, the conditioning of your in full body instrument to do stuff like that. So, like you know, for two hours. Uh, so I completely agree with that. Awesome. Nice. Uh, okay, so. Let's let let's jump in because you're so you're in New York and, and, and you're doing uh, Law and Order. Uh, I mean, Dick yeah. Wolf, man. I mean, that this guy, the Law and Order machine, if you will, has yeah. been. I mean, and we've had several guests on the show who have been on Law and Order who describe it just as that—a well-oiled machine that you just you yeah. you're lucky to get into and be a part of. Um, what was that like? Uh, I, I mean, I immediately uh, from from the get-go knew exactly. Law and Order. I remember your stint on there. Uh, it's several episodes, and and I liked oh, the fact, I liked the fact that they kind of got away from our core group of little four and showed that it was more of a a larger world of other CSU people, um, and not just these five people. Um, so right. I, I enjoyed that aspect when they when they kind of took that season and did that. Um, but what was it like? I mean, working in 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 the Law and Order machine, if you will, and and I mean that has to be a, quite the experience, right? It was amazing. I like you. You know, I I grew up, and I am not even joking. Law and Order SVU. It was my favorite show. Yeah. <laughs> it, something about. I mean, God, Dick Wolf is the master man. Like, just amazing storytelling. The pace of it, and. It's almost, this is this is a compliment, I, but it, in the same way that like you know how Scooby Doo is formulaic, I've never thought of this. Until <laughs> yeah, Zoinks! Yeah, right. Or like I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you crazy kids. Right, like, right. There's something like really, really satisfying about that format. I don't know, but yeah. um, so the Chris, I think also it was ama- it's, it is an amazing show because of Mariska Hargitay and Chris Maloney, as well as like Ice-T and Stephanie March and everyone else. Right. Um, B.D. Wong, like uh, fantastic actors. I remember specifically, um, for example, it was like really late. It was midnight and we were in Chelsea Studios in a, doing a scene and it was uh, supposed to be a dorm room. So we're in a soundstage. Um, it was like all concrete walls. And I walk in there onto set, and Chris Maloney has already been there, like pacing and pacing. And it's a very really <laughs> small room, like a 10 foot by 10 foot room. He's just like going, meticulously going over his lines and his uh, kind of like, you can tell, he's like trying to locate himself in that moment. And I, I don't know, as an actor, I was like, I fucking love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was season 12. Yeah. And I was like, Chris Chris Maloney had done whatever, like 24 times 12 episodes. Like, however, 200 episodes. I don't know how many episodes that is. Right. But it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, and Chris Maloney was an athlete. He used to be, I think, a 
used to play college football or something. Yeah. And I just think there's something about it might be like your 100th game, but you got to play it like at your at 100 percent, like every yeah. time, as if it's the like I don't know, like the championship game, and. That's just what it reminds me of when I saw him do that. I was like, God bless you, Maloney. Like, you could phone, you could have phoned this in. Um, <laughs> and he's such a cool guy, you know. He'd be like, Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's a so pretty funny good impersonation. too. Yeah, and <laughs> all his other stuff. He's, he's so coolest. funny. Uh, and, and likewise with Mariska, I remember that it was actually that same evening. Like, Mariska was like actually just you know warming up. Her body, she was like stretching. She was like stretching up against the wall, and I was like, "Yeah, this is why I'm. This is like, I love doing this. Like, you guys are my idols. Like, I love <laughs> that you are being such great examples of, you know, how to be professional and respect your craft and like the job. And so, um, that's just a really small example of one of the reasons I loved it. Um, let alone like getting to like travel to different parts of the city to shoot different scenes, being on the beach or being in like some backyard in Harlem or something like that, or getting to meet amazing guest stars like John Stamos or anything. Oh, That's cool. like the coolest. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about Logan and I were talking about that the other night that I don't think coming from the original Law and Order through SVU and all of the different incarnations, the amount of people that have been on that oh, show, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. have made guest appearances on that show is just remarkable. When you look back and go, I had no idea such and such was on this show or that. Yeah, so I, I, I get that. I totally like being on there and being able to, you know, meet the people that you were able to meet. And I, I guess perfect practice to set up for what has to be. I mean, now you were involved in. I mean, two of the single largest worlds of, you know, current pop culture right now with the Walking Dead universe and the Marvel universe. I mean, the epic in both natures. So, I mean, it had to be good practice coming from Law and Order to, to step up into that, I would assume. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I mean, when people talk about Law and Order as like a machine, it's, it, 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 it is, and it's that's one of the things that I think make it an excellent like uh, training and acquaintance for like the fundamentals of shooting and shooting under pressure and like uh, not having a lot of time and moving quickly and having to be super efficient um, with something like the walking dead. There's obviously much more room for uh, like kind of creative cinematic storytelling in the writing and the way it's shot and stuff. So it's almost like LNO, SVU, it helps you get your fundamentals down. Right. Hmm. Yeah. More, seem to be more grounded in, in, uh, in, L, in uh, Law and Order than you would be in uh, Walking Dead, where, you, like, like you said, you have more freedom to, uh, to, to be imaginative than you probably would in Law and Order. I, I think so. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, the tone is, is dark in both, but... Right. Uh, but kind of, you know, just like we were saying before, it's like a procedural, so right. we we can probably guess what uh, like kinds of scenes are are going to be covered. Um, I don't know. I feel like with Walking Dead and even Marvel, you know, they try to surprise you with where these characters are going. Right. I feel like the writers don't even know until they write it. Right. Yeah, so. I, I've got. I, I have a question for that coming up for your Marvel <laughs> stuff, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walking Dead, I, I went to my first uh, Walker Stalker Con last year. And oh, great. I, oh, my God. I mean, everything you hear about this fan base, it, it, <laughs> it it's true. 
I, I was just like I had I saw more people in that convention center area than the entire Gulf Coast region. Uh, I mean, like it was insane the these people uh, and how they were and how dedicated they were to this show and to these actors. Um, yeah. And so and you, I mean, like I said, I've been a fan from the from the beginning. And Cal, I mean, pretty significant on the hilltop, man. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going with Maggie, and we all know Maggie's kind of guy. You're coming back, right? Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I feel like Maggie needs you, bro. She's getting, she's coming into a leadership spot kind of a thing, you know? That's right, Mac. What, uh, actually, I just posted on my Instagram one of the trailers for season nine by AMC. It has uh, Maggie and I in um, one of the shots. Yeah. Um, so I guess officially I can tell you, like, I'll be there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you heard officially. it right here first, people. Yeah. You heard it right here first. Cal is coming back. That's, um, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I just, no, it's, yeah. It's been great. It's been great, obviously, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess you hear all the time, like, it's a family. Once you're a part of that family, you know, you're always kind of there. And um, But, yeah, I, I sig- just from a fan point of view, I thought your, your performance as Cal and your interaction with Maggie – and what goes down on the hilltop? I mean, it's significant to the storyline. I don't. Th- I don't think people really realize the significance that your character has with what happened with Maggie's transition to where she is now. I, I think. I think Cal played a huge part in that, and um, so I-, I-, I was excited to kind of see that whole thing play out. Oh, cool! Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting, all right? Because it's like. Uh, like Gregory was running the hilltop, uh, I suppose when Maggie arrived and, um, you know, I'm being a member of the hilltop and protecting the gates and I feel like assisting Gregory on a closer personal level, but you know, no one really likes the guy because he's like such a greasy little (laughs) swindler. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Right, and I feel like we, you're right. Like we we see, we see. I think one of the marks of a great leader is you know integrity, and I feel like Maggie's got that in spades. And right. So it's not right. You know, it's like we all have our moral compass, and we want to follow someone that reflects our values. So I think that becomes a, and she steps up into that quite naturally when these crises occur throughout you know season seven and eight. And so I think, um, yeah, I think I think it's been uh you know obviously like resistance from gregory but overall maybe like a more natural healthier transition for everyone right and well and now y'all are just like one big community so yeah (laughs) you're kind of moving forward with the fall of negan you guys are kind of spoiler um you know that you guys are all kind of like one community now so and some stuff so yeah it's gonna be i'm glad you're coming back i'm glad you officially announced that I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out this coming season, obviously. Thanks. Yeah, yeah me too. I can't wait for you to see it. Awesome. Okay, so Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Uh, I'm huge. Marvel. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, you have no idea. Comic book fan since birth. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so in this day and age, seeing it all come to life the way that it has and what Marvel has been able to do with their cinematic universe, both in television and film, is just unreal to me. Um, and so uh, to be a part of that, wow. I mean, it's gotta be something epic, right? I, I, I mean, yeah, you know, it is, it's a, it's a, it's an honor and it's, um, 
it's yeah you're right it's it's, it's it, it really is a universe though it's like it, it really is amazing. yeah um like the avengers are on their planet and i guess the defenders are on a different planet uh they're jumping back and forth but um yeah, no, man. I mean, I'm like watching. Uh, I like rewatch clips from Infinity Wars like every other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so I have a question for you because oh, I mean geez. it's a pretty well known fact that 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 the people at Marvel have this stuff planned out, you know, for like <clears throat> however long, and they don't seem to do anything without it being intentional or having a reason behind <laughs> it. So my question is, they made a point to say your full name uh samuel chung um and for anybody that's like geeks like we are or and and huge comic book fans we know the significance of saying your last name and where that potentially is going and so while you probably can't tell me anything i want to know uh because for fear of your you know marvel killing you um i feel like i feel like they don't reveal your last name unless you're coming back and uh, you know, as a certain blind spot character, if you will, <laughs> uh, um, can you can you disclose that one on the blink show twice if yes. <laughs> There's a it's it's weird like a a, a, a tinted window black sedan just pulled up next to my car. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Actually, I should say it's like it's like a hot red with tinted oh. windows. Oh, um, oh, all right. That's right. With an M on the on the license plate. Um. No, I, um, you know, I didn't realize that that Sam was Samuel Chung until our showrunner uh, Raven told told me it was uh, like a an Easter egg. Ah. Um, yeah, and um, I don't know if we ever got to see it in in the Iron Fist episode, but I like, on my desk there is like the plaque that says Sam Chung. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a pic with Jess and um, Christine, who plays Mrs. Yang, uh-huh. and. The three of us with my plaque. I threw it up on Instagram, but um, that was when we were shooting there at the community center. Um, no, you bring up, you know, great, great questions that everyone has been, like, super interested and passionate about. And, like, I'm with you, man. Like, I I would be very excited to see Blindspot developed in uh, further incarnations of Iron Fist or what have you. You know, I think he's an extremely topical character. He is. And a very, and a very needed character. In, for the Asian American community, but also just for immigrants in general, because as you know, you probably know his backstory. He's an illegal immigrant from China, right. and right. you know, so resourceful and self-taught, teaching himself um, kind of engineering and mechanics while he's being a janitor at Columbia to make this super suit yep. that he uses to fight for justice, which I think is incredible but i think also the fact that he's asian american right is also very it's very um we need a role model like that you know i I, you know i i was talking to i it's it's clearly time right i mean my friends and i call it right we call it asian august because we had crazy rich asians we had searching with john cho we had to all the boys i've loved before um and maybe even and like a bunch of like greenlit tv series um, featuring Asian and Asian American stories. Alan Yang is filming Tiger Tail in New York right now. So, um, and there, I've read tons of industry articles about how not only are they looking for diversity, but they're specifically looking for Asian specific stories. And so that's just 
And like the fact that Crazy Rich Asians killed it and is now what the biggest selling rom com in ten years. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, just came out. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly there's more than just an appetite. It's more like um, I mean, I feel like growing up in America in the eighties and nineties that uh, like to like I feel kind of I I was starved for representation, but I didn't even know it until I mm. saw right. what it could be like. Um, I, I've just heard from a lot of my friends about how they're watching crazy rich Asians in the theater and like tears are streaming down their face because they haven't seen something like that before. And that, you know, that makes me think of like pictures from when it was announced in 08 that Obama won the presidency and there were like African-American, a picture of an African-American woman with like tears streaming down her face. And I was like... To see someone who looks like you, who like understands your struggles, who like represents the things that you've been going through, like uh, like realized with like a complex story, with dignity, like not just in like kind of the superhero, super fighter, like vigilante persona aspect, but also to just have them described as people with like real life um, personal like conflicts and right, absolutely. thoughts. Uh, Chrissy right? Teigen. It's, it's not so simple, but it, it humanizes them. Sorry, please go. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say, Chrissy Teigen had a very similar response, too. I saw that she posted on Twitter that she she had a very emotional response seeing it, too, and hearing words that, like, Thai words said on screen that she recognized from her own culture and upbringing, and it was just very moving for her to share that with her husband, of course, and their and their children, you know, to be able to share right. that culture with them. Yes, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Well, I feel like Marvel has done a good job. I mean, even with the character of Sam, I felt like they they did make him very human. You know, his interaction with Colleen and 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 his concern for her and and doing right and wrong and and like before, if they do or don't, you know, bring him to the the eventual blind spot. They they very much made him a compassionate human being that you could you could attach to and feel with before we get him right. to the other the other state that that we know he becomes. Um. So I, I feel like they've done a really good job both in the television and the film side with the diversity and with trying to expand upon those type things in the universe. And I'm just going to say I'm not Yale educated, but sounded <laughs> like, you know, James, you had done a whole lot of research on Blindspot. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you know. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about him with you if I didn't, uh, if I didn't know. Um, that, that, Look, that think of the, think of the potential there, James. I'm just gonna say, and you know, let Marvel know. I, you know, I, I, I'm gonna get on. Claire is no longer there. Think about the crossover. You know, he's a daredevil guy. You could be yeah. jumping from show to show. Yeah, I'm just daredevil's saying. daredevil's uh, I mean, uh, protege. Can we, broadcast this via <laughs> i'm sending a link to the guys at yeah. netflix and marvel as you as we speak bro it's gonna be we'll take care of that for you yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> that wiring 10 <laughs> hey. you, you guys heard that we're now his agent no. yeah <laughs> seriously though i i do think that that character and i like what the same thing that they did with typhoid mary and i like the idea of these characters that you say no but they're in this one or in the the idea of introducing them somewhere else and the potential of the crossover interaction between the shows, I, I, I love that. And I think your character is yeah. exactly that and has huge potential on both sides. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And uh, fingers crossed that, you know, 
you're not telling us something and it does work out because I'm excited to see where they take your character and more interaction that you have with Colleen and, and where that goes. I thought that was an interesting little relationship there. Thanks, man. Same here. I um, like I love our first scene where I think you first meet me um, where we're like setting up for that poker night. Um, yeah. I like I thought I love that scene. I just feel like it has so much so many levels, even though we're talking about kind of um uh, compelling, urgent plot points. I just feel like you can feel the sense of ease and rapport and like teasing and familiarity that we have with each other. I right. just feel like, yeah. A mutual, a just, mutual admiration from the get-go. And, and right? I think that was important to set up or establish at the very beginning because, you know, Danny's out of the picture, bro. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying He's it's not- Sam's turn. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spoilers. man. No, I'm saying, you know, got to, uh, uh, just do my <laughs> <laughs> Like to test out that you power know. fist, huh? Yeah. I know, I know, the iron fist. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Oh, uh, my goodness. So what's next? We know FBI, right? You got, you're going to be coming up, uh, FBI, Dick Wolf's new one, FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing Ian Lim. Uh, originally Lentz, more recently Lim. Um, I guess as they realized hey this guy's asian maybe we should but i would have been fine with lens as well um yeah no that's an amazing an amazing experience as well just to kind of be part of the dick wolf family again and to work just to work with these amazing actors Hell you know yeah. dick isn't messing around no, he's, bringing no. In he's bringing in zico zaki he's bringing in uh Jubal valentine played by jeremy sisto come on people. right right right, right. I, what, what I like about Dick Wolf, and, and it, it kind of goes back to The Walking Dead and Marvel, too, he's very loyal to to his people and oh, people yeah. that he's worked with in the past and very, you know, known for bringing them back to other projects and, and, and sticking with them in different incarnations, which I, I love that. I, you know, I think if you find a yeah. good group of people and, and you know what you're getting, it's always good to go there. Um, I, I, yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. So, well, congratulations. On, and it's a recurring role, correct? Uh, that's right, yeah, yeah. Oh, snap. Nice. So, so, yeah, so that's going to yeah. be good. That's exciting. It'll be worth watching then, as long as you're going to be on there more than once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, I appreciate that. <laughs> I sure I do. Mean, it will taste of Yale, you know. You have no, uh, yeah. for, for the entire rest of the week, we're all going to be talking like that. It's gonna <laughs> we be were thinking of doing a whole interview like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. Pink, pink, pinkies out. Hey, yeah, wait, out. he actually said that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all had the pinkies out. We were talking about the bulldog. You know, you have no idea. I'm going to do the Yale, uh, um, the Yale song that way. What is it? That's right. Do you know the Yale song? It's like Bula Bula something something something. <laughs> That's exactly how they did it on Gilmore Girls. Wow. No. <laughs> Um, do you know Chaz? That's right. Do you know Chaz? Um, so you you're an, uh, a a dual coaster, right? Are you you're bouncing back and forth between New York and LA? Yeah, you know I've been doing that for the for a good while. The past like three or four years, I've been pretty local to New York. But um, funny you bring that up because I'm this this fall I'll be kind of yeah splitting my time more equally between LA and New York. Uh, I just think I just want to spread. James Chen love to LA. You know, spread the love. <laughs> James Chen love. I love it. That's a t-shirt. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah, baby. 
<laughs> but it, somehow we've got to figure out how to put the put that on a t-shirt with that accent. With yeah. With the yell accent. <laughs> the accent. Maybe just have a pinky at the end of it up yeah. in the air or something. That'd be All right. Awesome. We got some merch oh ideas. I love that. I love we'll collaborate, that. You see, I told yes. you, man. We're, we're all over it. Send us 20%. We're going to do merchandise. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'll put a link to that on my website. That's right. Hey, PayPal or Apple Pay. That's um, right. No, um, no. I to answer your question. I also did some work on the last OG with Tracy Morgan. Oh, oh nice. Uh, yeah, and Alan Baldonado, who is a series reg and a writer on that show. Yeah. Um, I also uh, did an episode on the last season of Broad City. Oh, yeah. Alana, Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. You can't see me, but I'm like bowing to them right now <laughs> oh my gosh i don't blame you they're incredible i love broad city incredible incredible <laughs> just you guys i mean we we they didn't shut down traffic but we were in Flatiron in manhattan at like 26 in broadway it was like massive intersection just filming the whole day there it's crazy like wow. rachel Dratch is there I don't even think people knew that she was there because she was in kind of like a costume surrounded by a bunch of paraphernalia. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And always it surrounded by paraphernalia. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was surreal. Recognizable. Yeah. Um, those guys are so funny and just like their energy is just so exceptional. You know, you, they're, they've, they're so generous with their um, letting you play. You know, like they wrote it, but they're like, yeah, like, try it like this or do that or whatever you want to do. Like, I don't care. Right. You know, I love um, them and their story, how they got started, how they're basically just two friends that just just kind of hit it off and started filming some stuff and got noticed. That's so awesome. I'm. Yeah, my my yeah. fangirl miss mean, went up like twenty five percent, I think. Just on uh, that. Statement. Just on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh jeez. I love your enthusiasm. You and, and you can clearly tell that you're appreciative of all the opportunities. And I love the fact that while you're making a living as an actor and you're getting to do all this amazing stuff and meet all these, you're still fanboying out over the over things and just being a normal guy. You know, I, I love that. I, I love that you can appreciate every opportunity. <laughs> that you've been given and still just ride it and be like hey i'm as awestruck as you guys are and like that's awesome man well, that, we, that's awesome oh cool, well, you cool thanks you yeah i i you know i actually came up I, I graduated yeah like 10 years ago and it's been a journey i gotta say like one thing i definitely have uh i mean i was raised catholic so i suppose i was taught or i don't know raised in a culture of uh thanksgiving perhaps but yeah. also um you know, uh, kind of in a non-religious way, just kind of um, trying to find my own path in life through what, like the chaos that is the being an actor. Um, you know, just kind of growing spiritually and personally, and understanding or discovering or reading about, yeah, just like gratitude and energy and how it's a cycle. And yeah, you gotta give to appreciate and. It's just, just kind of like we were always talking about before. Like, it's just all awesome to work with people that you, um, that you like and have a good right. creative and professional rapport with. Absolutely. So that's like, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, even you guys at this podcast, I could tell that you guys are gelling as a group and you've got a great rapport coming through the, the airwaves here. And those things for any anything creative, I just feel like that's like, that's the foundation, right? Like, Absolutely. 
1,000 percent agree. This is uh, yeah. This is Jason. I just had one thing since you brought brought up the uh, he brought up how you you still kind of geek out on some of the stuff. Were you a comic book fan before you started working on uh, Iron Fist? I was not the biggest comic book fan. I mean, I liked I love drawing, and I right. I would go I would buy like select pieces that i thought were cool like i loved spider-man um because i i did martial arts i mean i do martial arts now too oh bt dubs like uh should you know marvel marvel gods willing and depending on you know how successful you guys are at sending in like (laughs) (laughs) like i expect like no less than 10 gift baskets to the people at marvel absolutely (laughs) absolutely on my behalf but um, um, sorry, I, I got lost in my own tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I think somehow you were talking about you would be able to do all your own martial arts. Is that yeah? yeah right. Oh right, right. The reason I was <laughs> there it is. is because in high school I did wushu. Like I do MMA now, but back uh-huh. then I did wushu, which is it's more like an acrobatic type of a thing. And I I grew up loving just like old school kung fu movies right like where their voices are dubbed over and so <laughs> what i loved about spider-man is i think the same, one of the same things i loved about martial arts like when he's acrobatting through the air like right. the way you have to kind of counterbalance your body right like like kind of building parkouring like that it's like i don't know i just sculpturally i just think that looks super cool so um when i was in ninth grade the it was a tradition at my school um in ninth grade your art project is to paint a mural on the wall and i and i made like a eight foot tall mural spider-man oh that's cool yeah and um as far as other comic books go like i loved wolverine and i would buy oh yeah there you go now my family just went up 25 (laughs) percent Oh man, so it's like twenty five percent to each individual that's there. True. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Daredevil, so uh, that, that's where <laughs> Blind Spot had to right. do it. So, <laughs> so right. um, the fact that you're uh, on the show kind of <laughs> you know jumped mine up a little bit. Okay, okay, so I'm just gonna throw something random in here, just totally out of the blue. But I saw this, and because uh, <laughs> Logan did an amazing job uh, just coming up with some stuff here, and I, I gotta ask. Um, how do you say crazy ant films in Mandarin? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, He's like, oh, damn it. Yeah, we're, we're, it, 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 it says you can speak Mandarin, James. No. It, it's it's for merchandising purposes. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, He's like, can you have ants. me back on the show and I'll be prepared. <laughs> okay, we'll settle for right. Yale. <laughs> ready? Crazy All right, ant. so we're ready. Literally, literally crazy ant. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so one more time. Writing this down. Yeah. Feng Feng Mai. Yeah, you'll have to email us that so we can put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Merchandising. Okay. Merchandising. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going international, people. <laughs> We're going Chinese markets. Right. 1.4 billion people. That's right. Oh, my gosh. You got it, man. That's You're awesome. Right. He's got the business mind. That's that Yale yeah, coming through. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. It's, 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 like, it's like sink or swim, I feel, uh, in this biz, right? Oh, exactly. Always, yeah. always man. Yeah. So we'll put it on a life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Right. Um. So we always like to like to finish up with um, because we do have a lot of people who listen to our show that are trying to break into the industry and looking for okay. guidance and, and stuff. So we always kind of try to follow up with what advice would you give people trying to break into the industry? Um, what would you say are some things they need to avoid or some things that they need to do to, to try to to try to get in? Man, uh, like a 
lot. So many things to share. Um, well, I mean, I guess if you're in a take study, obviously study, take classes, continue to get better. Um, I think depending on any level, you can start even if you're just like watching TV or movies, you can kind of begin to watch them from a critical point of view. Mm-hmm. Not, not judgmental, but like analytical, right? right. Like who, who do you uh, – I guess if you're going for acting, you could like not only like pick or, or start maybe, I don't know, um, keeping in mind who your favorite actors are, but also trying to get really specific about why. Mm. Right. Um, and like one thing I started to do recently is like – took some of my favorite actors and watched their body of work kind of, uh, wow. you know, in, a, in, in sequence, right? So you can kind of, when you do that, you can kind of get a impression of how their craft and their skill is evolving and right. kind of what their, what their range is, you know, and how they handle different situations um, written in a script. Um, but I would definitely say take classes, uh, try to do it as much as possible. They say that reading about something, about how to do something, is the least efficient way of becoming better at it. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of the spectrum, doing it is like the most impactful way to learn something. It makes sense. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. And like in between, there's stuff like watching someone do it and blah, blah, blah. But um, uh, do that. So yeah, I would try to get get the best training that you can if you're in a smaller uh regional area um obviously you know take as many of the great classes that you can but maybe if you can afford to take like uh, a a shortened um a trip to like los angeles la i'm sorry or uh, los angeles or new york Mm -hmm. to see i guess new york to see some great theater and to take some study with some excellent teachers that'd be highly recommended um yeah we just did, we think, just did that it's so funny that you bring it because we're back and forth between la and new york as well and we just oh, we literally are? literally just came back from new york after seeing a show so i, I oh, love yeah, that you bring that up yep oh cool did you guys all go together did you- uh logan myself and jason went on on this particular trip yeah and uh, but cool. <laughs> we we take some crazy road trips, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. Yeah, but, oh, that's a road trip. Oh yeah, yeah it was a road, a road trip. trip, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, um, gassed up the wagon and what, went out there. Well, two questions: one, what did you see? And two, what do you what do you do in the car? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, he's turned the tables on us. Uh, we went. Right. Uh, we went and actually saw City of Light, a uh, musical reading uh, of the musical. Um, at uh, oh, Feinstein's oh, Below Fifty Four, which was awesome. Oh, yeah, dude, that's it was, great. Yeah, the the venue alone was worth the trip, and it was it was amazing. But the show was amazing, and and uh, uh, Autumn Reeser made her directorial debut, so we were kind of able to see a directorial debut of this amazing cast, and um, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it was an epic night, man. It, it was really entertaining. But much like you said, to go watch people do their art and do their craft and to see the different right. interpretations and stuff. And in such a venue like that, it was very intimate right. and very close up. So it was, it was quite the experience. Um, yeah. And what did we talk about? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no, what did they do in the car? Uh, what they did we prayed do in the car? about the person yeah. driving. Hopefully they didn't get an accident or yeah, get a ticket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we have Apple Music, so that's, that's, uh, that's a, a goal. A lot of music, a lot of, uh, you know, working. Yeah. <laughs> while we're, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe sometimes playing games. Yeah. After phone. I'm done driving, <laughs> I just sleep to try to make sure <laughs> and, and, and make the time and go faster. And some sleeping. And some sleeping. Some sleeping. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, Very good. Yeah. yeah I, honestly, though, I mean, I think you know, and and first of all, thank you for for what you had said earlier about the the us as a group and the gelling of the group and and how we seem to come across the airwaves and everything. I think the reason you know a lot of people always ask us, Jesus, why don't you just take a plane? Um, and, and it's you know when we I, make, said, I asked that a lot too. <laughs> yeah, our own guy asked us that all the time. But I didn't ask. It's I, money. <laughs> I think a lot of the bonding that we do on these trips and a lot of the conversations and a lot of the work that we're able to do and 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 getting to know each other even on levels that we haven't done yet. Uh, it's important that kind of a bonding and that kind of if. if you're in a project together or you're in a journey together and you gotta I think that's a lot of the reason that and we're able to do that on these trips um right so it, it's always entertaining man we get to meet a lot of people along the way and and do different things so it's kind of entertaining and uh, also, I really appreciate that that's noticed that it kind of shows in what we do so also thank you for a, that also on a plane we can't just play uh, Apple tunes for everybody or yeah. music for everybody that's and- true. <laughs> And if we can survive, yeah. like, you know, Karaoke. 18 hours in a car without killing each other, then, yeah. you know, we can survive anything. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's right. We're shitting that's ourselves. That's awesome. Oh. That's awesome. If you, if you don't mind me asking, who, do you remember who played Charlie Chaplin in that show? Official statement. Uh, who played Charlie Chaplin in what? It, was it your City of Lights musical? Was that about Charlie Chaplin? Uh, it oh, no. was not. It's, a, it's about oh. um, a woman that goes to Paris that is supposed to be her uh, anniversary and engagement type thing. She's an the the fiance can't go and so she ends up going over there and realizes she doesn't want to be with him anyway and she's got this whole kind of thing to learn about living life on her own and doing this kind of stuff uh yeah it's a very romantic yeah. you know kind of a thing she meets a new finding love over herself there. yeah, yeah fi- about finding yourself in your journey of self-exploration um oh. this commercial has been brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by City of Lights. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so it's excellent. But yeah, I love the fact that you that you bring that up. So, and who knows, man? Maybe when we're doing these little cross countries, we'll run into you. Again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Um, on the well, you don't take a plane though. <laughs> no. 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 Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe we will for this next one. Who knows? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, seriously, like, let me know when you're in New York or L.A. Like, we should uh, connect. Definitely. Absolutely, man. That would be a fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and this has been, like, some... an outstanding interview, man. You're hilarious yeah. and just a great conversationalist, <laughs> man. And I just, I have one oh. favor. Yeah. If you ever yes. run into <laughs> if you ever run into Abby or Alana again, please tell them that they have big fans down in Mississippi. They may not think that because, you know, their show's all about New York, but they do. So please tell them for me they've got fans down I- here. I will. I shall. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, dude. Open invite, man. We would Seriously. love to have you back on anytime you want to come on here, and we'll get busy on ordering those gift baskets. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, How about tomorrow? You do, are you busy tomorrow? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We'll get right on that. On the way. Um, <laughs> honestly, though, great conversation, man. And anytime you have anything you want to promote or if you just want to come on and shoot the shit with us, man, we would be more than happy to have you Hell come yeah. back anytime. Oh my god, thank you guys so much. That means a lot. No, this has been so fun. You guys are awesome. Thanks, you're awesome. (laughs) You're awesome too, James. (laughs) Look, man, uh, I'll holler at you and uh, truthfully let you know the next time we're going to be out on either one of the coasts, man, and we'll see what we can do because we'd love to interview you again, maybe live. That'd be awesome. Oh, snap. Great. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of things in Mandarin. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Right, you have the t shirts ready. We'll get the gift baskets ready. It's going to be great. (laughs) Okay. 
I'll be ready to wipe the sweat off my brow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, take care. And again, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And uh, just best of luck with everything going forward. And we'll have you back on soon, man. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Take care. Best. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Wow. What a cool I was not dude. expecting that. <laughs> no, that's man. awesome. He's quite the conversation. He really yeah. is. Like, although I mean, I like guests who just talk. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and, like, and, just keep it going. Yeah, and I love his laugh. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the best I mean, laugh. But is he not hilarious that we were all sitting around here and then he did it himself? Yeah. You know, doing the pinky and the accent. Yeah. Now, I think, now I'm really bummed we didn't do the whole interview that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Um, I don't think we could have done it. No, I, I don't think I could have like, up kept every two going. But what a skilled guy. Yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah, uh, honestly. Yeah. Like starting so strong in theater and then making the transformation into film and television and now sticking with preferred film, even though basically the whole first half hour we were talking about theater. Right. Yeah. So it was just awesome the two different loves that he shares for just the entertainment industry in general. And I'm glad Absolutely. that his family is so supportive now. I know that, you know, I think a lot of parents and family members worry because there's this whole stigma and idea that you you it's so hard to be successful as an yeah. actor which i know it's not easy and it is a, a very difficult industry but obviously from all the people that we've talked to no matter what area of film or industry or whatever you're in you know you can be successful and that what success means does not have to be like brad pitt level yeah. you know right. what i mean you can be yeah. happy and successful and not starving like you yeah, said exactly. without having to just teach it or whatever and so it's really cool that and, you know I think that that's a great point because I, I think I, the numbers are 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 scary. I, I, I want to say it's less than one percent of all the registered people in SAG actually make a living in the craft. And oh, wow. I think the people that do are exactly what you just said. The people that understand if you're coming out there to be Brad Pitt, you're probably not going to make you're it. But you can enjoy what you do, make exactly. a living, loving what you do, and 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 survive if you're willing to understand that you're not going to be this exactly. but many, you can be this people, many people just do like book some commercials and they live off that right that's I mean, true I mean look at the flow lady from progressive yeah, she's yeah, probably yeah. super rich from that's that. Right. Yeah. Well, like Ed Asner said he went out there and was <laughs> yeah. doing commercial work and looking through the want ads and like exactly. you know um, I mean you, have have a, you could probably just get by doing you know acting and living off your your uh, residuals, check, your residuals from commercials, and not even exactly. having to do the same yeah. job. So, One thing is certain, though: when you go out there, you got to park cars. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody starts, it all starts as a there. show. Yeah, it all starts there. Almost everybody we've talked to has said they were parking cars. Yeah, we got a uh, uh, a guest coming up that 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 same thing, doing research on them, parking cars or moving furniture. Seems to be the trend. Yeah, like, you know, or busting tables. Or busting tables. That was James. Exactly. Man. That's so, so funny. Well, just man, James. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for yeah, coming on thank the show. You yeah, so much. That was Great fun. interview. All right, now it's time for the top five <laughs> segment. It is time. We got top five comedians today. Yeah, oh, y'all. Man, this one was hard. It, man, really hard. It was hard for little Cam because she was. couldn't <laughs> find anybody. Oh, it, oh, oh. That's true. because I do mine day of. Like, true. Calling her All right, out. so we normally go ladies first, right? It's true. Tavia's not here, so let's... All right, let's yep. Let... We got Tavia's picks, though. She did send in. Um, and we have got, I don't know if she put these in any order, so I'm just going to read them. Uh, Angela Johnson, Angela Johnson, Patton Oswalt, oh, Dave yeah. Chappelle, Ooh. Richard Pryor, yeah. and Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's Octavia's uh, uh, top five. Those are epic. Those are pretty epic choices. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart, definitely, definitely. Pretty epic choices. Other female, other, other female. female? 
Oh, they're female. You oh, got man. This. Yeah, since you already called me out for doing this day of, thanks for that. Lil' Cam, what you got? I helped you. He did help me. Yeah. He had to remind me of the people I know, so thanks for that. I just started naming them. <laughs> people <laughs> I know. What does that mean? He had to remind me of the people I that just, I know. I was yeah, just naming like, people that I thought she like, would know oh, yeah. so she could was pick one someone. one of them George Carlin? There you go. No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think so. No. no. All right. Too, too young. Let's see who you got. No, I knew some of his stuff. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, thanks. So well, especially got, after we had like a whole podcast that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, about no, it. No, yeah. Okay. All right. So mine are not in order. Mine are never in order. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. 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 Yeah. Kevin Hart, Robin Williams, Daniel mm. Tosh, and Bill Murray. Mm, Tosh.0. Nice. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, why do we always have the same? <laughs> well, we're all going to have Robin I'm Williams. Sorry. Like, we're we're all going to have. Time, yeah, because yeah. we're related. Mine, yeah. I have some on here that were on your list and Tavia's list. I have okay. Bill Murray, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mac. Richard Pryor and Gabriel Iglesias. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fluffy. Right. Well, I mean, most of the ones I, I picked were basically based on com- stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, going descending from five, uh, I would say Eddie Murphy when he was doing stand-up. Yeah. Was was one of my. Favorites. Oh, you're talking about Raw and uh, Delirious. Yeah. Delirious. I, I mean, it, I, I would love to see him do stand-up again one yeah, day. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry. Lucy K's on my list. Yeah. I'm a fan of his com- yeah. stand-up I comedy. Com- I yeah. like his a lot of people uh, like his shit. Three, three would be a, a tie between two people. Uh, Patton Oswalt's up there, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I liken him to almost like Patrice O'Neill too. And, and uh, Ooh, he, wow. he's one of one of my favorites. Dave Chappelle, obviously, for you know his his his. The Chappelle Show and and his stand up work yeah, and uh, brilliant number one's always just gonna be it's always gonna be a dead heat it's Carlin and Pryor yeah yeah all right all right well so okay mine um, <laughs> uh, Ellen DeGeneres Ellen DeGeneres. Nice. I yeah. think Ellen DeGeneres is funny as shit when she's doing stand up or her show yeah. I think she's fantastic uh, Kevin Hart mm-hmm. obviously uh, Eddie Murphy George Carlin and of course. Robin Williams. I mean, that's, I mean, for me, Hell Robin yeah. Williams is the single best stand up comedian ever. The way that man could improv yeah. and just go freaking crazy. Well, well, like, for me, just, it, it, he uh, kind of, I mean, I loved his, his body of work as an actor about as much as I loved his stand up. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, he was brilliant he was all the way awesome. around. Yeah. Yeah. And honorable mention, Stephen Wright. There you go. Oh, hey, God. would you give me a moment over here? Stephen Sorry, Wright. because I really just yeah. like the way Stephen I Wright had a dog for his jokes. I had a dog and ended him stay. Yeah. No, I, I had Come a dog. Stay. His name was Spot. I put some spot remover. Now he's That's, gone. No, I put spot. <laughs> no, it was like, I rubbed spot remover all over my dog, and now he's gone. Right. <laughs> I bought a camera the other day. So advanced. You don't even need it. I don't even need it. <laughs> Sam, man, what you got? What, what you, you got, got Sam? So um, I have an honorable mention because I really like his comedy, but he's not at the top. Would be Brian Pasehi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Metal comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim Dennis. Gaffigan. Oof. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Wright. Yeah. Yeah. George Carlin. Robin Williams. Yes. See? All good. All good. My favorite Stephen Wright joke is he says, like, uh, I went into my house and everything was stolen and replaced with an exact replica. Yeah. I looked at my roommate and said, can you believe this? They replaced everything with an exact replica. My roommate says, do I know you? <laughs> do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a map of the United States. 
It's actual size. <laughs> it's actual size. I'm going to get a tattoo over B5. I'm going to get a tattoo over my whole body of me, but taller. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Is it time for the word of the day? Sound man, what you got for us? Um, This word actually has two pronunciations, I guess. Oh. No. Oh. Just pick the one that you feel well, most comfortable symbiot with. Well, there's symbiote or symbiote. <laughs> okay. Symbiote. I'm loving it. How how relevant is that word for yeah. today? Hell yeah. Oh, Venom. That movie came out That's week. right. Yeah. Yeah. An organism in a symbiotic, symbiotic relationship in case in which a distinct distinction is made between two interactive organisms. The symbiote is the smaller of the two and is always beneficial in a relationship. While the larger organism is the host and may or may not derive a benefit. Boom. So like you when Spider-Man wore it, he was more powerful. Yeah. That is correct. That right. is correct. And did you guys see little Cam? She was like, because yeah, as she says, that's right. The little one is in real power. The bigger <laughs> yeah. one is just the host. All right. That's a, she's like, woo. Yeah. I'm just saying. I feel like you misinterpret my head nod. Uh, re- really? Because yeah, yeah, when, when he said the smaller one is, uh, you know, you were like. Mm-hmm. She was like, that's okay. right. Lil Cam, Lil Cam. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> All right. I don't know what's going to... on. <laughs> I'm sitting behind the soundboard with yeah. no idea. All <laughs> oh right. Well done, Chris. Well All done. All right. Now I think it's time for some movies. What is it time for? Yeah, it is. All right. We got some good stuff coming out this week. Uh, bad Times at the El Royale with, uh, what's his face? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Thor. Thor. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that one. That one looks pretty creative, um, pretty it, art. You know, it really does. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, and can I just tell you, if I have to sit next to any more women in the theater when that trailer comes on and yeah. hear them swoon when he does that little when dance, he does that dance, thing, I, I, I'm like, calm down, ladies. You're not seeing his uh, other yeah, god of thunder. Okay. Chill. It's like chill. Relax. He's about to drop another hammer. Oh, I mean, they get seriously though. It's like I mean, this one lady next to me he at just one referred time. Referred to it, Chris Hemsworth. Dustin <laughs> Hammer. Yes. Dustin. Yes. <laughs> Dustin. Yes. You haven't tried using Chris Hemsworth. Whoa! 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 <laughs> okay. yeah, you you play you play your lady the Crimson Hemsworth, and then she can imagine you as Crimson Hemsworth. And then it could be give really awesome. But night. it's but my lady isn't that weird woman sitting next to me in the theater. Though. <laughs> like that it lady's creepy. It could. Yeah, be. She wants to see Chris Hemsworth's hammer. Apparently. She does. She <laughs> wants to see the hammer. She wants him to drop the hammer. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! She's like, hey baby, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I can What's pick it up. to bring the thunder. That's right. <laughs> oh my so anyway, <laughs> you think he calls it Mjolnir? Oh, like God. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Do you, you think he did that before he got the roll of thorns? <laughs> You anyway. weakling. Okay, anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, First Man is also coming out. Claire Foy, yes. Ryan Gosling. I'm really excited about That's this right. one. Team Claire. Team Claire. Queen. Queen. Uh, and also Goosebumps, Haunted House. Of course, I mean, Halloween time's coming mm-hmm. around, so, you know, mm-hmm. they got to throw one out there. So, so Jack Black's in two uh, R.L. Stein-like movies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And coming yep. back, he's like, I haven't been on the scene for a while. Here it's I true. am. But he's got a star now. Yeah. It's true. Oh, he was pretty a, excited about he that. He was pretty pumped. Did you see that shit? He yeah. was like jumping all around. Like, I, I mean, because yeah. he knows. And he's a very, I mean, his little, he's awesome. his thank you speech was very appreciative. Like, I can't believe me. Yeah. And then he kind of talks about where he came from and yeah. how he made his way up. I got a star. Yeah. And it's like, I, I love people like that. that are, just you know. D. Hell it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Actually, um, him and JB have a new animation thing yeah. going yeah, on YouTube. Really? Oh, yeah, shit. I don't, Ka- KG it's and JB high quality or anything like yeah, that. Of but course. it's uh pretty funny. That's funny. 
Check that out. You can get stoned and watch it. Get stoned and watch. I might have to do that. I'm not advocating it. I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) movies that are also out. A simple favor, which we reviewed on our. Is it worth it? Make sure to go check that out. Life itself. A house with a clock in its walls. Hellfest. Night school with Kevin Hart. Smallfoot. A star is born. And Venom. All right. So number one, I'm still pulling for it. I think A Star Is Born will be number one because that's what I want. And what I want, <laughs> That's what I want. happens. And not really. At I least mean, not fair, with, fair enough. Not with these box office predictions. They've been screwing me over. But anyway, I hope number one is A Star Is Born with around twenty to or 25 to 30 million. See what happens. Uh, number two is going to be Venom with around 30 million because it did really well last week. Uh, three, First Man, Ryan Gosling, that new flick. Four, Goosebumps, Haunted House, and five, Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm, so wait, is that what you want, or is that what you think? That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. He kind of thinks what he wants, though. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. that's an interesting five. Yeah. Star I, uh, is Born, one. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think a first, Star is Born. I, I think First Man could take one. Uh, maybe. I mean, Team Claire. It's gonna be interesting. The Queen is the Queen is extremely popular. Yeah, I mean, a lot yeah, of good movies bad out. times at, at the. Uh, uh, why? El Royale. I know. Royale, yeah, I can't remember that. I was like that. That one has the potential to be high up too. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Just but on star power. Alone. I, I I gotta say though, I, I I don't disagree with your number one pick. Yeah. Um, I too want it to be, but I think it's gonna get extremely powerful word of mouth yeah. audiences. Yeah. I mean, I think oh. after people have seen this, they're going just like we did and talking about it to everybody that they can talk about yeah. it to. I think that's gonna drive a lot of people Honestly. to it. So I think I think but it in, does have a good shot at taking the number one spot. But in a weird way, wouldn't I mean? It, if it stayed pretty much low and people went, you know, and didn't make as much as we all wanted to make or whatever, wouldn't it it, it actually help it get more notoriety in the, in, with the critics? It happens that way sometimes. Look, what you, you wanted to happen me. and what happened <laughs> are two, <laughs> two different, two different things, things, bro. I didn't say I wanted that uh, to happen. No, I get it, though. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, and let's go back to the ridiculous popular movie well, category. I, mean, it, I, it, I see it, what you're if saying. If it makes a lot of money, then you Right, you know. right. It, yeah. it could bump it from it, the critically acclaimed right, aspect right. for it for it the would Oscar chances. It more but for, for critics. If it, yeah. Just go see this. Kind of stay below the radar. Go see the film. There's a lot of good movies out right now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A simple favor. Just go see that one. Brother Fucker. Brother fucker. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? Uh, Brother fucker. Yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, check out our movie review That's show. Right. Is it worth it? By the way, was there any better person to say the words "brother fucker" than Blake, Blake Lively? Yeah. Oh just God. the way she delivers yeah, it the first like, time. She's like, "Damn, it's brilliant!" It's, it's just brilliant. It's really like, good. It's anyway. really good. Now flipping to music, <laughs> Billboard top charters, charter toppers, shit. Uh, hot one, hot one hundred. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take two. Hot one hundred is Maroon Five and Cardi B's song "Girl Like You." This is its third week. Will it last as long as Drake's? Mm. Uh, I don't think so, because they, you know that one's just really popular. Yeah. Uh, and on the Billboard Top two hundred album is Lil Wayne's Carter Five. Took seven years to make this one, so I'm fine. I'm just glad it's finally out. Honorable mention is Logic and Kevin Gates' album also came out the same week as Lil Wayne's album, and they are both within the top five. So just a 
great time for music. And speaking of, let's let's throw it out there. Uh, a star is born. Yeah, that a star should be is born. Next week's uh, number one. Yeah, the 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 duet. Uh, I forget, I think it's Shallows. Yeah. Um, David it, it debuted. It I think it was number twenty eight on yeah. the top one hundred. So like just shot straight up yeah. in its first week. Yeah. Well, no doubt I think be number one. And the album also it's yeah. going to it's projected to be number one next week. Yeah. So it'll be I forget how many for her. It's a ton for her. But it's Bradley Cooper's first. Yeah. He's about to get his number one album and yeah. a number one single. He's for got the his first own time. page on Apple Music now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Like uh, this generation's Clint. I'm just saying. All right. You, you <laughs> haven't made that will, comparison yet. I have. He will on definitely this show. be. Nominated. I have not made that comparison. I want. Okay. Okay, so let me do it. This I think Bradley Cooper is this generation's Clint Eastwood. Boom. He, he mic drop. Actor, director, composer, writer, just a brilliant guy all the way around. And after huh. watching that film, I agree with you. Yeah, and the mule is going to be the torch pass. Yeah, the mule. They're starring in it together. Yeah, I feel really like good. that's the torch pass. That and it really looked really good. interesting. It does I just look saw really... the uh, pre- uh, trailer for that. And yeah, like, it looks fantastic. Like shit. I think you he's know? Clint Eastwood as a semi bad guy. At least get nominated yeah. for, for an Oscar for oh, yeah. director. Oh yeah, yeah. For, especially for director. If everybody doesn't get nominated for a Star Is Born, I'm going to be pissed. It should be best film. It should be best score. Best actor. Best actress. Best supporting actor. Was it Christopherson Streisand thing? Nominated for Oscars? I don't remember. Oh, I believe it I was. I believe it was. I believe it was. But yeah. everybody deserves it. Cinematographer, writer, yeah. composer, original Seriously. score, actor, actress, supporting actor. Yeah. Everybody. Great movie all yeah. around. Go see it. If we haven't said it enough in this show, <laughs> go see A Star is Born. You will love it. And they will review it on the Yes. On the... And we reviewed it on Is It Worth It, which is available everywhere, like I've already said a lot like of times. I already said. Go see it. Go watch our review show. You love it. You love us. It's a great review show this week. It is. It is pretty fun. fun It is. It is. Yeah, it was. But thank you guys for listening to the show this week. We really appreciate you. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media handles. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, Crazy Ant Film Company, Twitter, Crazy Ant Films, Instagram, Crazy underscore Ant underscore Films on YouTube, Crazy Ant Films on Reddit, Crazy Ant Films, and this podcast, Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, is available on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and now Spotify, guys. Spotify. Yeah, so we're just getting known all around the world. We are. And you know who we're trying to let know who we are? Wait, wait, before you say that, can I just give a shout out? Yeah. Because... America's hottest podcast right now, America yes. 2.0. Yes. Be sure to check that out on all of those venues as well. And rumor has it we're going to have the creators behind that show. Room uh, has Yeah, it. coming up in Room a couple of weeks. It. So we're super stoked about that. Room has and now, who are we trying to get? Oprah! Oprah!